That was hilarious. Yo, yo. Hi. Welcome back to episode eight. Did you miss us? We missed you guys. Yay! Of Afro Movie Review, the podcast. The voice you're hearing is Mo. She, her pronouns, the chocolate chip Afro movie reviewer. I'm Keeks. They, them pronouns, your favorite trans podcaster. And this podcast today, this episode is brought to you by Black Ass Hairstyle. That includes these. Because I'm not taking them out. And yeah. it took too long to do it. So y'all go get some clickety clacks. We'll try to minimize it. But like, <laughs> but like I be... Mm. The way I be moving, the way I be... black talking, black I'm black. I'm like, I move, everything move when you talk, so we will try to be cognizant. But the movie of the episode is Imitation of Life. The year is 1959. Let's get into the history reel. We can do rock, paper, scissors. In person. I was hoping. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that through. That was hilarious. I shouldn't have put it on you to be the person to say, shoot, we should have both done it. But I was like... I don't know, paper. Maybe we shouldn't have did three. Maybe we shouldn't have said shoot. We should have did like one, two, three, but. That's not how the game goes. Yeah. That's how we, you know. I mean, that's when you can't see each other. That was a wild time. Last episode, <laughs> last episode was wild. This whole first season is just. It's just acclimation. It is. Because we, did, we did the dry run, which was just us trying to figure out if we could deal with our own voices, being honest. Which was, ugh, revelations. <laughs> But then, you know, season one was us trying to get into it and get into the flow. Season two will hopefully have more of you guys' engagement and you can tell us what you need, what you don't need, and we'll adjust where we see fit. Yeah. Okay. If we like it. If we like that shit. (laughs) All right. I didn't want to say it, but that's why I said it. I mean, that's just the reality of it. That's professional talk. That's it. Because really, heard but not heed. That's it. That's my life's that's my life's model. Heard but not heed. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. You won. Rock, okay. Beat scissors. I, yeah, I have scissors. Alright, let's get it. So let's start I'm gonna start with my last one actually, because I'm gonna switch it up. Okay. July seventeenth, Billy Holiday died. Oh, of 1959. Recipes to a real one. I'm so sad about that. American jazz and music, swing music singer. She died with 70 cents to her name. Wow. And that pissed me off because I was like, y'all love to use, y'all love to just use folks for they intellect, look, intellectual property, whatever, and then just discard them. And it just that. But that's kind of artists in general. A lot of them will die broke. That which is well used to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I know to start so solemnly, but wow. like, yeah. Um. Okay, then I'll make it a little bit lighter. Um, February first. This is not lighter. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, minor. I'm sorry. It's just, I got one light one. I have um. Mm. I don't know. I'll it's like it's it's okay. Yeah. February first, Swiss men vote against voting rights for women because they fucking niggas. Who does that? <laughs> so <laughs> y'all women, hating ass, hating ass <laughs> hoes. Um, the women suffrage 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 suffrage. That's the word. Voting. The women's suffrage, which is the women's voting struggle, or whatever. <laughs> they that was going on for years, 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 years. So they finally got the right to vote February seventh, nineteen seventy one. But the first time women actually got to vote was October thirty first, nineteen seventy one, in Switzerland. I feel like that still beats black women in America when they're like nineteen sixty. Good boy. That's about civil rights movement, all of that. That was about voting rights and voting oppression and and. 
desegregating and all kinds of stuff. So it would make sense. I was like, damn. Uh, hmm. Yeah. That's wild that y'all are that fucking late to the game. Salty. That you would sit here. <laughs> that you would sit here and do this shit. Like, right. bitch. Right. So that's my first fact. 1960s, okay. 1960s was black women in America, and that wasn't necessarily just a I'm about to say that was what a year before 1971 or 1959 is when they voted against it. 1971 was when it passed finally. Oh, damn, yeah. So they were really late to the game. Y'all, why do y'all hate women? Don't answer that. I know (laughs) anyway. (laughs) What's your second fact? My second one is, and I'm gonna fuck this up, even though I've, I've heard about it for so long. February 2nd, Dotliff Pass incident. The nine ski hikers who mysteriously perished in the northern Oral Mountains and all were found as dead a week later. I thought you would know about this because... I think I've heard about this, but on some, like... One of those little crime crime stories. Yeah. And so what happened was, like, it was, like, nine skiers, because I've heard about it for so long. Mm -hmm. But, like, they... I think a blizzard was coming, and then they set a tent, and... It's crazy because when they found them, it seemed like they had ripped, one of them had ripped open the tent. And Somebody was naked. Yeah. Yes. So yes. it was just really weird. And, you know, a lot of folks was like, oh, uh, aliens. Oh, um, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. Radiation. They was testing stuff over there with u- uranium. Hypothermia will have you do a lot of crazy shit. Yes. Like, hypothermia, you'll be freezing, and you'll just be like, I'm so hot. Yeah. I need to get naked. And that's exactly when your body's about to shut down, is when you and start so, feeling hot instead of cold. Look, and I was like, damn. And I people want to subscribe it to, like, the supernatural, but sometimes y'all need to recognize the signs of hypothermia. Do they not remember you. the Donner family? That sounds so familiar. The Donner family was the family that was, like, traveling from, like, coast to coast and got stuck in the mountains or some shit and like had to eat each other no i don't even know how their story kept going because then they eat each other i I always go to cannibalism i don't know listen they just got stuck i think they just got stuck wherever they were they got stuck and had to eat each other i think it might have been snow i'm like that's what i mean snowing they said they said white people jerky i don't know (laughs) i want to say but white people Alaska was admitted as the 49th state for America, the United States. They stole um, that state, didn't they? Stole it because, pri- you know, previous to it, it was home to multiple indigenous peoples before colonization. Post-colonization, or like with colonization, um, Rush- the Russian Empire started the colonization of the Alaskan lands, right? So, and, and that was in the Russian. 18th century. And they established something called the Russian America, which is probably why. What the fuck is that? It was like Russian-owned land that they were like sharing with America. And then... Why do we have to... Right. First, you don't have a right one. <laughs> and that's why when the Cold War started, they was like, we need to get Alaska. You know what I mean? Like, they had Alaska, and Russia was like, bitch, you stole that from us anyway. And like, it probably started some beef shit, you know? So... It's not none of y'all to begin with. Right. And then the area went through several administrative changes before becoming organized as a territory on May 11th, 1912. And then January 3rd, 1959 is when the United States officially had it. So I just thought that was interesting because, nigga, my daddy was born. (laughs) So you could give it back. My daddy was born in 1959. That was not that long ago. Get that shit back. (laughs) 
Give me back. I mean, I understand. I understand. It was like an an acquired piece of property from Russia, but fuck them niggas. Quotation. Like you acquired. know what I mean? Yeah, like it just changed hands. But let the hands go. Give it back to the hands that had it. I'm gonna say land back. That's that. it. That's it. Hashtag. <laughs> okay. What's your What's your third? My third one is October second. My nigga, Rod Sterling. Rod Sterling? Anthology series, The Twilight Zone. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Okay. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Premieres. I'm sorry. I'm done. done. I'm oh. done. We might have to rethink this relationship. No, oh I'm no. <laughs> Y'all are I'm witnessing kidding. a breakup. I'm kidding. No. Anyway, uh, it ran for five seasons from 1959 to 1964. And when I tell you, no, Twilight I'm, Zone. I'm familiar with like the do do do, like the music or whatever. You don't. You. Did I've seen a couple Twilight of episodes. Oh no, my god, like, that's probably what it is. I feel like I've seen a couple of episodes, but like only on some like Nick at Night. Like I would, it was on, it was on a streaming network. So I because would Jordan Peele tried to redo it. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people have tried to revive it. It has like revised from I think the seventies, the eighties, and the twenty twelves, and I don't know. But like it was tried to revive four times. All unsuccessful. And it's just like, please. Let the original have it. Let the original have it. Now, the closest I would say to Twilight Zone, who gives me that same kind of, oh, that's kind of fucked up feel, is Black Mirror. But Oh, hell no. And you know I ain't seen it. And that's the thing. That's the thing. So I was like. uh, I watched the first episode of the first season. That was a weird. And you should not have. Because that was such a weird. Why would they come out the gate like that? Do not start with that. It was such a weird episode. But, like, Twilight Zone was, Rob Sterling was above his time. Like, he was, his mind, mind you, half of it was war stuff, but a lot of it was, yeah. Okay. Some of that you had to, like, ugh. You had to but, work through. But it was, um, do you know Talking Tina? No. Oh, my God. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta stream this now. Okay. We It'll have be to a stream date. this because, my God, I live off of Twilight Zone. I love it so much. But yeah, Twilight Zone premiered, and that was that was a nigga, and I'm very glad that it happened. Sorry, the uh, the what you call it just picked up my computer because now I'm all wet. I need to see something. Okay. Huh. No. You're okay. Good. Anyways, it's not important. I just it just was like, huh. That's interesting because no, I mean. I'm sorry. My I parents, mean, my parents love Twilight Zone. That's why too, because they my my mama. My mom was and, scary, and my daddy was uh, not going to sit through my mom being scary. Like that. My, <laughs> you know what I mean? My mom would be like, you seen this episode of Twilight Zone? I'd be like, yeah, I know which episode you're talking about. Hilarious. Exactly, because I know what happened in that episode. I cannot tell you the title, but I can tell you exactly what happened in that episode. I'll definitely get into it. So wait, like when weird. we talked about the other dude from last time, from Pretty Woman, the dude that, that was his last performance. I forgot his name. His name escapes me. But he did 20,000 Feet in the Air. That's a Twilight Zone episode. You've never seen that? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was his name? Um, it escapes me at the, the moment. The director, Gary, such and such. It wasn't the director. Let me pull it up. It was the, I'm all up in yours. You'll tell me. Nope, you didn't have them. I had them. I didn't. I was missing people. I, love, I honestly love missing people sometimes. Will you teach me about them? Uh, not Julia Roberts' ass. Richard Gere. Mm, Ralph Bellamy. Bellamy. Ralph Bellamy. 
Was it him? Child, the way my mind works. Listen, y'all are not important. This is why I don't try to recall. Look, you know what? We mentioned somebody who did something. Go back. Let us know. Okay. So, (laughs) my third and final fact is May 4th. The first ever Grammy Awards happened. And Ella Fitzgerald won Album of the Year. What? 1959. This shit is not old. So, when they say the first, you know, some of these things just got established when, like... Not your parents, but like my parents were born. My grandparents. Nigga, your grandparents weren't born in 1959. They was like 20s. In their yeah. 20s, so my aunts and uncle, my mother's so the baby. Older, yeah, your mom's so. older sibling. That makes sense. But like, you know, so the first ever Grammy Awards when they decided to acknowledge folks. Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald won Album of the Year. I was trying to look up and see which album it was, but it doesn't matter. All of the albums are I'm about to say she's a beast. So, look, you know, put she did respect that. She earned it. On her name. So. That's amazing. Isn't that kind of... So I, I ended like... Her. Oh my God. Yeah, well... Because we could have ended so dark. We started for everything. We dark. used the dry run. We ended dark. I used to end. We ended so dark. And we dark. might release that. We might not. I might just go back to being dark for the fuck of it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Progression. Progression. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it's what I feel like. Yeah, just like this time. Did you notice that Like, even my notes are short? Same. I was like, to, like, I'm not trying to like... Like, we're trying to do better. Yeah, we're trying to do better. And if you guys know information about these facts, you guys can give us information. We'll read out facts about stuff. Like, whatever. And if we're wrong, go ahead and sit us on too. Because, I mean, we didn't. I don't do all my research. All like intensive. Re- if you like a bunch of this, yeah, I'm not doing like. Let us know, all. like, if you if it's something interesting about the facts that we have missed, let us know. Because I but if it's history. just if it's just oh, you said October twelfth and it was October twenty first. Please Better understand end. that that might be a little bit of what's going on with my disability and shut the fuck up. Please, <laughs> like, nobody. Has, I don't need you to correct me on that. Don't do that. Don't I do don't. that. But if you have an additional fact, you know something. Be more. like, oh yeah, this also contributes to. Or if you find out the album that Ella Fitzgerald got the album like, of the year for him, like that would be us. nice to know. Because I'm not doing doctoral type uh, research or editing on this. This is for fun. This is for <laughs> so entertainment I purposes only. Pew, 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 pew. You know what that sound means? We didn't start with the air horns. Pew, pew, pew. I did. We? Oh no. We did not. <gasps> That's okay. You know what time you know it is. The plug. The plug. So for all you musicians out there, this is the eighth episode. I'm hoping you guys catch the drift. No, because we're not going to shame people who are joining because they just wanted to talk about imitation of life. That's true, because this is every black mama's favorite. Every black mom's favorite. No black ass mama favorite. My black ass mama favorite. And honestly, multiple friends, black ass mama's favorite. And it's just, I was like, what is going on? But then I watched it and I was like, okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. The plug. So go ahead and tag the podcast in the video you want featured. Tag five followers on a post and will of your favorite AMR video on IG. Repost your favorite post from AMR IG on your page for two shout outs on for a shout out on two episodes. Excuse me. Go ahead and send a fifteen to twenty five second clip of original audio because we are mm-hmm. <coughs> allergic to litigation. Mm-hmm. And we'll feature it as transition music between segments, shout-outs, and plugs for three episodes with permanent features on AMR IG with active networking links. And for our actors 
and influencers. If you have something you are trying to sell, you are the product, whatever. If you are an actor, you're trying to get put on, go ahead and hit us up. We're trying to barter with each other. So you want to send in an original video of you reenacting your favorite lines or scenes from a movie for a feature on the AMRIG page with active network links. You know why we're asking you to do reenactments. You know why. We are allergic. Al uh, please. I'm breaking out. Ooh. Right now, it makes... I'm not going to be dramatic, but maybe I'm... It itchy. makes my skin it. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. And we'll just get you on to the page with um, Active Network Links. We'll shout you out on the show for two episodes. We want to barter with each other. Hashtag, we, we are, are the plug. plug. Hashtag, we, we are, are the hookup. Hook Come fuck with us. Yeah. Let's get into the review. So, what's your afro loser look like? Oh, um... They're the same. <laughs> well, for the season, we'll change it up next they, season. Yeah, we'll change it up next season. So I have the the three, the third eye, blind. <laughs> uh, think about the picture you <laughs> We had the idea. I had the oh, idea God. of us trying to draw out our glasses, and it looked like a six-year-old drew it. Like, it was oh, God. so bad. So if you guys can draw, please. If you want to see the drawings, <laughs> let us know, because I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it, okay. just in case. And then I, that means I have to draw. And what it's <laughs> yes, like. what it looks like from your perspective. Let's see what your artwork is like. Okay. But yeah, um, I have my, my three eyes, my um, Afro picks, two on each lens. What's yours uh, look like? I got the silver hexagons with the tassel on the side, a la Billy Porter, Billy Porter, so that I can open and close my blinds. Because sometimes I don't like being perceived. I know, that's right. So. Oh, who you? Who am I? I. motherfucker. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Keeks, y'all. They, them pronouns. Your favorite trans podcaster. Who is you? I am Mo. She, her pronouns. Afri Mungo Reviewer. Vegan Truet. You ready for the review? You didn't mention that you were the chocolate. Right? I'm the chocolate chip <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's me. That's new. I think I probably was. I've called myself a chocolate chip for my entire life. Mm. Well, before it was a chocolate chunk because I was just ah, chunky adorable. and chocolate, and now it's a chocolate chip because of the moles. Oh, uh, like I, I developed moles. So. Chocolate drop as a child. That, that was right. fun. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, "Why are y'all trying to eat me?" That's it's a little weird to be. Why is all? Why I'm about to say why is all black skin compared to food? It's a little weird. Edible, but not mm. yeah. Midnight. Mm. Like don't call I me like midnight. The night. Don't call me okay, because that was a. I'd be a fan. I was I was bullied by called midnight. I, I, if somebody called me blue, so. like somebody like they blue black all that shit. I don't like that. That I don't know. I get when they're like, "Ooh, it's like a compliment," but like, nigga, I don't want to be compared to an oil slick. Fuck you. Even That's if I fair. am, even if I am majestic like that, I understand that some people's skin looks just like that. Find another way. That dark opaque. Give it so you figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Anyways, if you want to send your afro, I always say that. Oh my god! If you want to send your lenses to us, so we know how you were reviewing these movies, send them to t o a m r pod at gmail .com. That's Tyrone, Omar, Andre, Malik, Roderick, Princeton, Omar, this dick at gmail .com. Yeah. Okay. What's the synopsis? The synopsis. That voice came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> an inspiring white actress takes in an African-American widow whose mixed-race daughter is desperate 
to be seen as white. You know what? Had I read that synopsis, maybe I would. I don't know why I don't read the synopsis <laughs> before we watch. I the really movies. Read, don't. I really, but I've seen this movie because it's my mother's favorite. And you know what? It, it's it's my mama's favorite too. And I just never sat down to watch it. Maybe because it is two hours. It is two and hours. Six minutes, mind you. It was only a specific scene that I remember in this movie. So when rewatching it again, as this big ass age, I was and like, my own, oh, yeah. my big age, mm, watching it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So all right. Well, let's get into the actors. So Who do you have first? How many do you have? One. I have two, four, five. I got seven. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> How do you have seven? Because okay, I who's your first? My first is... Let me go up. It's not Lana. Lana. Okay, Lana Turner. That's who I have first, too. She can act. Okay, let's get it. I like her. Laura Meredith, she played in... Um, Imitation of Life. She is an American actress, nearly 50 year career span, yes. and a popular culture icon of Hollywood glamour and a screen legend of classical Hollywood cinema. And honestly, while I was, as we're doing this, I was like, why don't we have more new fresh faces in like Hollywood and stuff? Because y'all hold on to these careers for 50, 50 years, 60, 70 years. And you years. know what? We should have, when we did um, uh, First Wives Club. Mm-hmm. All of those women, we were like, damn, 60, 60. Like, all of them were 60 or goalie on 60 years. Like, all of them were, had been in so the game much. 60 years. Give it up. <laughs> like, and I mean, I, mean, I, get, I, it. I get it because you worked hard for and it. And also, also there, needs to, there needs to be a place for older actors. Like, older actors need to be prevalent. That's true, know, so. especially with how older people are viewed in our society. Right, but I feel like some new old people should be the old actors. That's fair as well. We don't have to see y'all still. Yeah. <laughs> But I get it. I I do rock with, with the fact that people have these long ass careers. It's pretty cool. That so. Um, Lana Turner was a pinup model as well. In the 1940s, she was one of the highest paid actresses in the United States. She was one of MGM's biggest stars. Her films earned over fifty million dollars for that studio, and she had an eighteen year contract with them. I saw that, and I was like, "Damn!" I hope she, y'all paid her. Weed. I hope that I think she, you know. Listen, this I actually have, I got pay, some information so. about Ooh, that. All right, let's do it. so um, she Lana Turner was. Do you? I, of course, we don't remember, but there was a time during I believe it was World War Two when the U.S. fighter pi- pilots were playing. Jesus, the U.S. fighter pilots were painting pinups on their planes ah did not she was the pinup wow she is the image that they were painting on their planes they nicknamed her tempest turner um she dated and around got married she had a daughter um and when her daughter was teenage she was dating this mobster by the name of johnny stampanato that's the one her daughter killed and her daughter murdered this <laughs> I man saw that. and so, i was like you this child was 14 yeah you, as a 14 year old child don't just be killing niggas for you no don't reason. and they said that you know from from what the story says that they had been dating for a while and he had been physically and like physically abusive and intimidating to to lana turner but intimidating towards the daughter she that night was supposed to be an award show. They decided not to go. Mm-hmm. And he stayed at the house with the both of them. And that night they got into it. She heard her mom being um, abused on the other side of a door. She grabbed a knife. And when he came out the door trying to like leave or whatever, she was rushing in the door. And it was just a matter of circumstance and timing. That's what the story was. And she Look got off. That. She was acquitted of that. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Imitation of Life was her first role post the death of Johnny Stampanato. And I know she went through it with that whole publicity. Of yes, like, uh, she did. But it made that movie more, it gave it more traction, honestly. Because Probably. of the whole story of like, oh, this actress's daughter. And mind you, she was popular already. So everybody was already in her business. And they like to say that Lana Turner would take on roles that were something like mirroring her life. So the fact that she took on a role that had a daughter that was struggling and her trying to succeed and do all that she could and to provide for her daughter and her daughter, her struggling with this relationship they said it mirrored what her life was going through. So there was a reason why she took the role, right? Mm. So that's cool. Um, um, she died of throat cancer at the age of 74 in 1995. Yes, she said she liked to smoke, baby. She was into smoking her cigarettes. I mean, who wasn't back then? And, but they had made her like this very like, oh, like, mm, you can't be bad, you know? So they did that. Oh, no, no, no. That was Sandra D. That was yes. somebody else. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But about Lana Turner, she had her one daughter, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl turned out to be gay. Her life partner was named Joyce Leroy. And she said that Lana Turner accepted her like a second daughter. They were good. When she died, um, what'd you say in 1997? 1995. 1995. Her will, her estimated worth was about to be one, was about $1.7 million at that time. She left $50,000 to her daughter in her will. And she left the rest of her estate to her maid, Carmen Lopez Cruz, who had been her companion and caregiver for 45 years. Like the movie. Wow. Like imitation of life. Sorry. Anyways, we'll get into it. Anyways, so should wow. we be fans of Lana Turner? Fucking right. I like her. I like her. I'm for it. Okay, who you got next? That's amazing. John Gavin, who was Steve Archer. Yes, I have him. Let's get it. So, American actor who was also president of the Screen Actors Guild and the United States ambassador to Mexico. Get it. They changed this man's name thrice. Oh, okay. I have once. What? Let's what? So he was born Juan Pablasso, and mm-hmm. I, I messed that up. I'm so sorry. And when, because his parents got divorced, mm-hmm. so when his mama remarried, she remarried to this dude, and he was like, "Okay, your name is John Anthony Goldner." Uh huh. And so he went. He got discovered. Went through like a little talent workshop, and he was known as John Gilmore in that little talent workshop. And they was like, "Uh uh uh." You can change to John Gavin. Uh, I was like, y'all dang. not gonna let this man live. Let him live. He is of Mexican descent, which is you know I thought that was his um, mom was Mexican, his dad was Chilean, mm-hmm. um, and beautiful man. He was very very he was attractive, handsome, but he did look very white. Like I don't know. Yeah, and see, I thought when I was before I watched it and before I did the little. Review. I was like, why do people like this white, all this white ass cat? And it turns and out it's they're, not. It's they're a lot not. Of people of color. But then, well, not people of color, but like non. They are people spicy of color. Spicy white. Technique. They're not. They spicy white. Yeah, they're spicy. That's white. it. That's it. But okay. then that also shows how America was like so accepting to like, oh, you're white. Certain you're types. White. Yes. You're white. Yes. And that is very interesting. That's for the time. and that's probably why I call it spicy white because they were white adjacent and got that kind of privilege because John Gavin. Um, he earned a bachelor's of arts and economics from, and, uh, Latin American affairs from Stanford university. That boy was smart. Mans was smart. Um, they were trying to say that he was rich and like grew up rich and he was like, nah. He was like, nah, nigga. I went to, I went to school on scholarships. He was like my primary and my secondary. I went to school on scholarships. Um, he was. Oh, this was before free college. I mean, free K through 12. 
Make, no, okay, well, so they had state colleges were free. Ah. But he was going to private schools and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Right. So, of course, you still have to pay for that. And then because he didn't go to, like, California State, such and such, he had to pay to go to school because he went to Stanford. So. Uh-huh. Um, he was the president of the Screen Actors Guild from 71 to 73. And at that time, he presented a bunch of petitions petitions to the federal government and the president at the time, Nixon, to mm-hmm. get some things changed about um, legislative for <laughs> legislative assistance for American motion pictures, film production, and the government using the government use of non-professional actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had some works in that. And then he became the cultural advisor for the Organization of American States from 1961 to 1965, which I think was like uh, Canada, United States, because it was all of it, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then he was appointed the U.S. ambassador to Mexico in 1981 yep. by President Reagan, and he served until 1986. And then after that, he became the vice president of a company called Atlantic Richfield, which is a federal and international relations company. And he resigned from that company in 1987 to become the president of Univisa Satellite Communications, which is like Univision, but not. It's mm. a Spanish broadcasting empire. That's what they called it. Wow. Uh, so... Not only did he have the looks, but he, he had, had the, skills. And the brain. He had the brains. A man. <laughs> but then I said, should we be fans? And I said, nah, he worked with the devil. But like most, if you were in, grown in Ronald Reagan times, I don't know if you could have helped him. Hmm. Did y'all, did y'all know he was the devil? That's the thing. Did you, because he was very popular. He was. So And he was a Democrat. Would he not? Before? No, he was a Republican. I thought he was a, or maybe I'm not thinking of Nixon, because one of them, when they got with their wives, they switched it up and was like, I'm going to be Republican. Oh, uh, maybe that, I don't know. Mm. The devil. Y'all let me know. Okay. But <laughs> I had, uh, he was in the Korean War. After the war, he got into acting, and uh-huh. most of his films were produced by Ross Hunter, and I was like, mm. I saw that too, dude. Do I don't know if Ross Hunter should be a whole category, but... I don't know, but I was like, that's interesting. So he was always paid. He made sure that he had that one person that would be like, oh, okay. Run him his money. That, so that was nice. And he died from complications of pneumonia after a long battle with leukemia in 2005. Hmm. Wow. Who do you have next? Sandra D. Miss Susie. Sandra D. Okay, so child you, model turned into film. Turned bad bitch. Yeah. Um, she uh was known for playing ingenues, which is I could not pronounce that for my life. Thank you. I was like, what the fuck is this? Word? What is this? I was like, um, innocent. I was yes, like, mm. endearingly innocent characters. Yeah, she um, earned a Golden Globe as one of the most promising newcomers for her performance in a movie called Until They Sail in 1958. And then she was a teenager when she did Imitation of Life and a movie called Gidget, which were both in 1959, and that kind of put her in everybody's mouth, Mm -hmm. like as a household name. As a child model, she had an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And her modeling salary was more than her acting salary. I saw that. So $75,000 in 1956 is what she earned for her modeling. And in 2022, that $75,000 is... I'm going to get it this time. Don't look at the screen. I can do it. <laughs> 797175 dollars 55 What the fuck? Big money. Big money. Just she modeling. Made big money modeling from the age wow. of 12 until she stopped my Big money. Um, Sandra D is referenced in Greece, 1978, the film. 
when Rizzo is singing the song "Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, dripping with virginity." Oh my God! Don't go to bed till I'm legally wet. I can't. I'm Sandra D. I like always they, heard of that song, but I never knew who they were. I didn't know who the fuck they were talking about either. I had no idea until this movie. That until the fuck when I watched me. the movie. Like what the fuck? Who does that? Well, they made her the ingenue, and she was the well, one who was like, okay, she did an interview with Roger and Ebert. In 1967, at the age of 25, and that nigga Ebert been around for a long time. Um, but she was reflecting on her experiences at the studio that she had worked with, and she was talking about the fact that it was so constricting. And she was like, "You see how I'm smoking a cigarette? Like they used to edit out the cigarettes, or they would mm-hmm. move my drink out of my hand." And she was like, "I'm 25 years old. I like to smoke." That so I feel bad for her because she was her declare by the 1960s. Her career was declining by. Because of her divorce, because it was a very public divorce, and her company, Universal Pictures, dropped her. Mm. Um, And it declined even more after the 80s. Her health started declining, and she actually became a recluse. Mm. And that's when she retired from acting. And so she battled with eating disorder, depression, alcoholism, and it especially hit her when her mom died in 1988. Because wasn't she the one that was sexually abused by her step? Oh, I didn't even read that. I believe she was because I don't think that it was Susan Conner and that is the only other. Yeah, I believe it was her, which was a lot because she I remember reading something on how she confronted her mom about it and her mom was just it it just would refuse to process it. Mm. And that was just it broke my heart. Her final acting credit was a voiceover only appearance on an episode of Frasier. So she died of complications of kidney disease at the age of 62 in 2005. Wow. Should we be fans? I like her. I like her. Sandra D. For the song alone. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. I mean, I'll get to that. <laughs> Who you got next? Danny O'Herlily. Herlily? I don't even have That's him. David Edwards, the um producer. See, I'm like, I don't know. Go ahead, you got it. So he was an Irish actor of film, television, and radio. He was known for having a distinguished appearance and a rich, resonating speaking voice. And I was like, does he? But okay. He <laughs> <You> graduated. <laughs> is it rich? Barry White is rich. What is that? Look. So he graduated in 1944 with a degree in architecture. And he had an interest in arts. And then he worked as a set designer, which later made him interested in acting. Mm-hmm. He appeared in 50 plays at the Gate Theater, debuted in Odd Man Out. He was in a, a Red Scare film for the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, communism, the they Red was, Scare during that time. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in Robinson Crusoe, where he got an Academy Award for, an uh, Academy Award nomination, excuse me, because he okay. didn't win for Best Actor. The man works. He man died works. of natural causes at the age of 85 in 2005. His last film was in 1998. He wasn't even retired that long. Seven years, damn. It was, ooh, ooh. Okay, so your last person is Susan Conner? My last person, okay, so I also have Robert Alda, Alan Loomis, and then I have Juanita Moore, Annie Johnson. Oh, okay, so I have Juanita Moore and I have Susan, Susan Conner. Those so. are the last two people. Susan, so let's do Juanita Sarah Moore. Sarah Jane. No, oh my. no, 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 no. Let's do that Juanita Moore so we can do Miss Annie. I like. I wanted to save her for last because I always say the best for last. All right, let's get it. I'm for it. I like that. Susan Conner. So Sandra Jane, who was actually, I feel like one of the Sarah Jane. Uh huh. She's. I think she's one of the only people on this list that is still alive. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I saw a picture of her, uh, but she, her mother was Lupita Tovar, mm -hmm. who was a, a Mexican-born actress working in Hollywood, and her father was Paul Kohner, mm -hmm. an Aust Austrian-Hungarian film producer, so like Spicy White. Like when I was again, look, again, I was like, "What?" The extra spicy white because the Mexican side. Look, so most of her films was actually during the late the late nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties. They actually cite her as a former actress. They don't say. Oh, they she's said an they actress. said she's a former actress because she literally stopped. She retired in nineteen sixty four and devoted her time full time to her family. Yes, she married a men's designer by the name of John Whites in nineteen sixty four, and from that point, she was like, "Yeah, I'm good." She had two kids, <laughs> Paul Whites and Chris Whites, who have both gone on to become film directors, producers, screenwriters, and occasional actors. Chris and Paul um, are known together known for producing films like American Pie and About a Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Weitz is known for directing New Moon and The Twilight and part of The Twilight Saga. Yeah, so, I saw that and I was like, I don't know if I should be a fan. I don't, I feel <laughs> like, you know what, her whole thing is nepotism. Her mama gave it to her, you know, her mama and her daddy gave it to her, she gave it to her kids and... Uh, it's going to keep going. It's going to be... The, a, <laughs> a, the good thing about this nepotism is that there's a, a inkling of talent that that keeps trickling on the, as soon as the talent's gone everything get them out mm, i don't know maybe because i mean that's old money that's old money so is it talent or is it accessibility to that kind of prestige of, and right is it accessibility to freedom of exploration and imagination because when you got money you have more time to fucking think that should we be fans I said, I don't know. Would we know her without nepotism? Would the world have the Twilight Saga without nepotism? <laughs> like, questions. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he only did New Moon. There was like three other movies in that series that other people have directed. So when we, I guess when we get to that, we can sit there and be and like, see if we liked, mm -hmm. were oh. you a good director? What's so, up New Moon when we get there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, I just wanted to mention her last movie was a biological drama about Sigmund Freud. I was like, mm, that's Sig interesting. Sigmund Freud. Freud, that's how you pronounce that? Mm -hmm. Fraud. Sigmund Freud, Freudian slips. Mm, I just, he's a fraud, that's why. But. That is probably a Freudian <laughs> slip, and that's why he said it. But okay. I have Alan Loomis. He is a American theatrical and film actor, a singer and a dancer, and father of Alan and Anthony Alda, who are both actors as well. And I'm like, not familiar. Again, that nepotism, nepotism. it runs mm -hmm. deep, but this is the no role that he's known for, and he had a Tony in his role in Guys and Dolls in 1950. He died in 1986 at the age of 72 after a long Ill illness following a stroke, so mm. that's all I got for him. So, now the star of the show. The star of the goddamn movie. Juanita Moore. Miss Juanita Moore. Miss Annie J Johnson. Applause. Applause. That for her. She was the fifth black actor to be nominated for an Academy Award in any category. I saw the that. third in the supporting actress category at a time when only one black actress, Hattie McDaniel, had won an Oscar. Hattie McDaniel won for Gone with the Wind in 1939. Mind you, we are 20 years after this in 1959, and she's being nominated and being like one of and one of the third and one of the fifths. One of like, the fifth in yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, she worked from 1939 until the year 2000. She was around doing random shit. Working. Best known for um, Imitation of Life, but working. 
She was Mississippi born, and she moved during the Great Migration to L.A. And to she LA. was she was working doing I think it what did I say she was in a chorus line or something. She was she a dancer, then mm-hmm. chorus line, and then she became a film extra. Which is and she gr- she, she worked grind. her way up from nineteen thirty nine because that's when she made it to L.A. with her family. 1939. She was, she was friends with Marlon Brando and James Baldwin. Yes, yeah, she was. And Mar- she got Marlon Brando to give James Baldwin a loan for him to make some, some play. $75. That's all he needed to make, make history. His play. Make motherfucking what? history. And yeah, she's she's amazing. She died at the age of 99 in 2014 of natural causes. In 2010, they had a new print of Imitation Life, the 1959 version, because it turns out there was another version of the movie. Yeah, this is a remake. I didn't know. Um, So it was screened at Turner Classic Movie Films, that TCM in um, the TCM Film Festival in L.A. And so Miss Juanita Moore and Susan Conner showed up and they got standing ovations after the movie was done being watched. And that was pretty awesome. Do you think we should be fans? Hell yeah. Fucking right, for life. Do you know what I just had? I just had the realization. I, because I was like, two things when I was watching this. I was like, I didn't realize this was in color. Because I don't remember it being in color. And I don't remember this scene that was very vivid in my mind being the way this scene was. You watched the Because other one? this was the remake. Yes. Wow. I so watched the black and white both. one. How fun. Ugh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the director of this film is Douglas Sirk. S-I-R-K. Douglas Sirk is an interesting one. So he was, he's a German film director, best known for his Hollywood melodramas in the 1950. But he started his career in Germany as a stage and screen director and he left for Hollywood in 1937 because his second wife was Jewish and she was actively being persecuted by the Nazis. So he had the money to get the fuck and he did. His, His work is seen as the critique of the bourgeoisie in general, in 1950s America in particular, while painting a compassionate portrait of characters trapped by social conditions. I like that. I thought it was interesting. His first wife was an actress by the name of Lydia Brinken Sirk. Together they fathered one son by the name of Klaus Detlick Sirk, and it was S-I-E-R-C-K. This is the original spelling of his name. So they, uh, Klaus was alive from 1925 to 1944. Um, his ex-wife ended up joining the Nazi party. Yeah. And because of Sirk's remarriage to the Jewish actress Hilda Gary, she was legally able to bar him from seeing their son who legally. eventually legally she could keep like him from that. that. So um he the son Klaus Detlif Sirk he became one of the leading child actors of Nazi Germany. So if there was like Nazi Germany films or like propaganda, young propaganda that was whatever, him. he was one of the kids that was filmed and seen in it m- multiple times. Um, when he got to America in 1937, he changed his name to Douglas Sirk, and I guess it's a comparable sounding, but not spelling, which was mm-hmm. kind of gave him a veil. And by 1942, he was under contract with Columbia Pictures, and he was directing like very, very anti-Nazi films. He started in theater with an emphasis in Shakespearean work, and I was like, why does everybody go to Shakespeare? I guess it's the classics, yeah. but... He worked during the time of inflation in Germany where you had to get your money in the bank by 12 p.m. because they were about to announce the new dollar rate. Yeah. And if you had 
if it was just a little bit less than what you had, you lost money. Yep. So that was wild. I read to that me. too. And I was like, what do you mean? Listen, inflation is wild, but they bet not. That's why FDICs are, are a thing. Mm-hmm. That's why the the money is federally insured. They're not going to let it just fluctuate like that. Your money is your money in that bank. Mm-hmm. Right? But also for this country. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so, um, what do we have? The production company was Universal Pictures, so we know. Yes. That's going to be a big, big hitter. The budget they had to work with was $1.2 million. Now, when we look into this, sometimes I'm not sure, like, especially with older with inflation. movies. inflation. If this is inflation or what. But budget, is said $1.2 million, revenue $6.4 million in the U.S. and Canada. So they made their money back threefold. And then some, look. Three times as much as they put in. So, woo, are you ready? Well, competing movies at the time, which I have not heard of any of these. It's so, 1959. It's 1959, but I mean, some of them, even with the, what, what did we do that was like an older movie? Because it had like Dracula and... The Tramp? I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, 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 the City Lights? Yeah. Even though that was like an older That was Dracula. So, what, okay. So, what some movies? of those was recognizable, though. These are not. Um, Aunt Mame. Auntie Mame, which was, it was a comedy film. Mm-mm. The Shaggy Dog was another comedy film. But it I was think by that Walt up, Disney. I think that ended up being uh, Pluto. Ooh, maybe. interesting. Like, that might be the original. Okay. Some Like It Hot, a romantic yes. comedy with Marilyn Monroe. You, oh, yes. We know Some Like It Hot. I don't know Some Like It Hot. I like that. Okay. Um, the Nun Story, it was a Warner Bros. drama film. Okay. And North by Northwest, which was an Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock. So it was scary. By thriller, thriller film. Ooh. So... I wonder how many Alfred Hitchcock films exist that we can get access to. Maybe he could have a season two. I'm going to say, I love Psycho and I would, Listen, that was, ooh, we can get to some dark beautiful. shit. Anyway. <gasps> okay, now we get into dark shit. You ready? Yes. Okay. Um, what were your categories? Oh, now that we're in the re- review part. Oh, God. Okay. Papers on papers. Uh, I know. I'm ready for all the shuffling. So my categories were Bad Mothering. Ooh. Chutch. Bitch. <laughs> Good mothering or good womaning, just in general. Okay. Um, friendship and equality, internalized racism, LOL. A, finally something good. Racist, nah, fuck that, assault, or fuck Sarah Jane, or what the fuck Sarah Jane. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I have, get your goddamn kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Death to capitalism. Yeah. She's biracial. <laughs> she's biracial girl we love that song that's not copyright i mean that's not a infringement or anything we're just citing the source um, <laughs> a mother's love mm-hmm. i'm not like those other negroes <laughs> i'll never be like those other negroes um some sayings i loved misogyny aunt jemima and special i didn't involve it but uh Special shout out to ain't shit niggas and what the fuck Sarah Jane oh. or this bitch Sarah Jane because I swear oh my to God, God. Okay. I didn't pro- I didn't include it but I was like damn I should have because Ooh. these niggas these niggas yeah okay so the opening was very nice I liked it with the I was like I like the song the song was interesting and the little diamonds I, like I, the, I, I like, didn't know what it, I didn't know what it was but then At one first. of the things I that I noticed was that they said um, Miss Lana Turner's jewels were donated or they rented them from a specific place. And I was like, oh, they weren't playing. Ooh. Some of that money just went to jewels. That's fair. And they needed you to know. So once I caught that, I was like, okay. 
and then, then they start off on the beach. I'm on like, the beach. ew, crowds. That's COVID though. Hilarious. <laughs> it was hella people. It was on the beach hella too. people. They were so close to each other. Everybody was Nigga, outside. Six feet. <laughs> and they had the sign saying "Coming soon, Coney Island, whatever." So 1947, it, which so, I was so confused because I was like, "Is it 1947 currently?" Or? I literally put the same thing: year 46 or 47? Question mark. I don't know, but we're starting around that time. Mm-hmm. And Miss Johnson done found and fed the baby, which made me laugh because it was. Did you see on Twitter when they were talking about people being fed, like, if you go to someone's house in Sweden? Yes. And they so, had, like, the map of, like, oh, you're likely to get fed. You're not going to get fed. Don't expect it. I love that. I cracked up and because I was that like, black woman found this little... This black woman found this little white baby, white baby rolling around, roaming, scared and hungry, and bought her a hot dog. And do you know, that was one of my first get your goddamn... Why is you calling for Susie? Why is you looking for this child when this child should have been with you? Bad mothering. That might have been my first tip. <laughs> I promise. And then they beg her to play and they over there tipping over other folks' umbrella. I was like... Bad! Bad ass children. And this was my first little answer. Mama Mark, you need a strong, healthy, settled down woman who eats like a bird and doesn't care if she gets no time off and will work real cheap. How are you strong, healthy, and settled down, but you eat like a bird? It don't make you sense. Can't, I just, and, and, and you know what? I was like, are they, when it came down to it, and I figured, are they homeless? I said, because she, the way that she had been promoting herself, I just was like, the way she's advertising herself to be a living nanny, I immediately was like, this is, like, I was taken aback for a second, mm-hmm. but I had to put my, I had to remember 1959 is the remake, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember when 1933, I think. Okay. So, you know timing of this what it would have looked like that type of thing they even put it back then 46 47 so you could have it you know yeah so i was like okay she is advertising herself this is how she would do it okay um when they took the picture with the with the can on the guy's tummy i was like oh it's like lilo and stitch Ah, see, I didn't reference that. I was just like, you're a badass child. Because why are you putting things on random sleeping strangers? And Lilo was also a badass child. Lilo didn't have parents. She had her older sister just raising her, and that probably was a lot on Nani. Did they have like, parents? Did Sarah Jane and Sarah Susie? Jane has a mother, and so does Susie. Sarah Jane, see, we'll talk. Way, Look, okay, we'll get to it. Okay, but... so Sarah Jane and Annie reveal that they're homeless and. A good one of the good mothering ticks for me was how Miss Annie was like she refused to be separated from Sarah Jane because at she was that like, time I'm not leaving my baby, I'm not leaving my baby. At that time, that probably was an option. Drop her off at the orphanage, <laughs> get Look. your money and come back and pick your kid up. Because you remember, if you watch like Annie or like any mm-hmm. other orphanage movies, that a lot of the kids are like, "Oh, my mom's gonna come back for me. My parents are gonna come back for me." I think that during the depression, Aww. there was a time where kids were just being dropped off because, because they were an extra. Them. You couldn't afford them, and the state is providing at least whatever you know was the mindset. So she refused to do that. She was like, "No matter what's what's happening, I'm gonna keep my baby with me. my babies with me." Did so you just say like, bathing suits? It looked like a diaper. I was like, what the fuck is this? But it was 1950s. Yeah, it has to be covered up. But on that note as well, they just sat here and gave this man their whole address. My name the is Susie kids. and I live here. I literally said, It's Hold not on. that same. I said, uh, these little kids bad as the fuck. Because why are you spouting out your, your address? And then um, when, I don't know. Oh, no, she was like, uh, that's your baby? Yeah. 
she's practically white. And the like, the way that she, she made her face, black. the way that she made her face, her daddy was practically white. Yeah. And she like looked up, like I realized, I didn't know if he was dead or not. Like I, I thought he had died. And I it was revealed was very, that he was I, I didn't know if it was sexual assault or it was, it was, it was very it vague. Bad. And the way that she did the head motion, I, to me, it left room for that to be questioned. Yes, which um, I appreciated. And I did appreciate that. Um, the little mommy I want to go home to. Yeah. That was she my was, she's biracial because white tears will move you. Well, that's it. That's it because she's because um, Laura, Laura looked at Miss Annie in the face and told right. her no. I could not. I cannot. But she looked at that little white baby crying and, and, and said, said, okay, well, okay, for tonight. Well, and then you see how that goes. That let's accommodate. So... SJ, I put SJ, oh, sorry. So I, yeah. Sarah Jane gets to the I house. I thought I referred to her to SJ. Yeah. Sarah Jane gets to the house. They're separating. Sarah Jane's like, I don't want to sleep in the back. Why do we always no, we have to sleep, sleep in the, the back? back. And, and I said, she is ungrateful. And she also fuck. realizes her passing privilege. And she's yes. trying to separate herself initially. Because, girl, mm-hmm. you just went from, I want to go home too, to now you mad about where you sleeping? That. We was just homeless 35 minutes ago. Look. And the whole, oh, I don't want, you can have Nancy. I don't want Nancy. I knew, I knew from the moment she came in complaining about her sleeping situation when they was just about to be having sand pillows and blankets. Look. That I didn't like that little girl. I, when, cause I think she was like, I don't want the black one. I was like, this child. Now, now. Now, I mean, I get representation. That's what I was going to say, because it's a, if it's a representation thing, she did look more like the white child. But I don't know. It was just interesting. Why did why did Laura even give Susie a black doll? Because and see, we'll get into that because Laura's character is very interesting to me. OK, so. OK, um, but so. So, OK, so when Miss- she asks Laura for a kiss, too, that was a little weird. That she, was weird when was they were like, mm, when they were going to sleep or whatever. I want to kiss too. Yeah, and I feel like that's that was part of her little fantasy of like, oh, I want to be white mom. I want to be white. Yeah, and having a, a mother who looked more like what she thought was better than having a black mom. That so. Um, I thought it was interesting the first time that Annie answered the phone or answered the door or something. And Miss and Laura came back. She was like, "Oh, that was such and such." And now he's gonna think I have money. And she was, and she was like, "Ain't no sin in looking prosperous." Yes. Now I think I, no sin in looking prosperous is just your way of showing your trust in the Lord. And I was I said church, but also niggas will rob you. And I said ain't your mama because I was like that's very much a mammy role. I is it? Like. But she. This is the th- okay. Hmm. And this is we'll why I was look. See, we'll and this is why I was it. like, we could talk about this for like three hours. For hours. <laughs> okay, so it pissed me off because she had been jobless, and I was like, how long have they been jobless? How were they making it? And then she set the stack of letters, like she pointed to the stack of letters, and she was doing calligraphy or like doing the mm-hmm. handwriting for the letters. And I said, okay, she was able to make whatever money that way. Um, and then Annie got the kids ready for bed, whatever, and she's already starting to say hours, and I was like. Ma'am. Oh, our kitty money. Yeah, she's like, we're gonna do this for the yeah. kitty. I said, well, uh, that was she did the 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 flea powder. She had got the job got with the, the flea job, powder so. with the dog, and they was like, oh, they were so rude to her. That was part of my my first little tip for misogynists because they was like, oh, you did a good job to the dog, but then they was like, your check will be in the mail on Thursday. On we don't Thursday. like to, we don't like to confuse our be- bookkeeper. 
keep it moving. Okay, so like, get the fuck out. And, and that was just very much... I like the way that was displayed because it did show the whole women were still fighting for these kind of things. and for, like, men would care for a dog better than they would care for a woman at this point, mm. at any point. Tills. <laughs> um, I thought that it was interesting that when she did, like you said, when she got back home and she was saying, oh, this can go, because she was like, oh, I'll give you the money from this batch of letters, and she said it can go into our kitty. She immediately started thinking a communal family way. And I love that. I love that. Good you, mothering. good and Not good mothering, good womaning. She just, and she explained to, to her, stay. we are in a situation where this is going to be a good situation for both, both of, of us. us. We're going to help each other out. So she just. And honestly, yeah, you, you probably should raise your, no, I probably, I was raised communally. You should raise your children communally. Yeah. It's a very it's just, nice. And then you're helping each other out. It's just a wonderful setup. I, I don't, think so. I think so. Mm. Um, one of the things I noticed, I think one of the first times that I put racist or whatever was when they were at that same, they were at the table talking in that same conversation and it was Miss Laura versus Amy. Mm-hmm. That was very much, that's why I was like, ooh, you giving, it was, it, it was had given to, a mammy role to me and, and more, it was just, it was. And see now, for you, what is mammy? Mammy for me is the asexual Fat, black, I'm trying to word this correctly, a helper um, character who wasn't even a real, like it came, it derived from Aunt Jemima. That's, that's why I put and Aunt that's Jemima. literally what I think. I think fat, black, and since you've said asexual, absolutely asexual. They don't, the give they her, don't because have any desire. They have the Jezebel as the counter to the mammy role. Right. So, and then she's always the caretaker. Right. Always a caretaker. Like, I, and literally for me, it's like, the words that you said plus nurse and dripping in syrup. Like she has all of the salves for what you need. You're hungry, got it. You got a cut, got it. Your throat hurt, got it. Like that but to me with is mammy. Neglecting but with big titties. Of, big titties to hug you with. And then neglecting of her own needs, needs her self care. And all of that. It was mm, so it that me. I definitely think I, I thought that was interesting. And for me it was like more of a showing subservience to this woman. I think that because it was her house, she was moving in and she was coming in as being a helper role. Like, yeah, there's going to be a level of like respect given. And see, that's so why that I was like, it. oh, because it's a little bit sticky. Because, yes, yeah, she was trying to get into Miss Laura's, Laura Meredith's good side because she needed a place to stay she for her and her baby. Stay, so, so I get that part. But then when you get further into the. Their relationship develops and beyond, it was kind of. It, it was. Kind of yeah. still giving mammy, honestly. So um, then these these little girls come back from the park or whatever. And they're like, we caught squirrels, and she's like, we'll go out tomorrow and catch some. And I was like, these niggas was catching squirrels. Yeah, squirrels too. Oh, because <laughs> people eat squirrels. It's I didn't even good. think about that. I was just That's what I, I'm sorry. My southern ass immediately was like, you better. <laughs> no, I just was like rabbits, squirrels. Like them niggas is rabies. What do you know? Maybe this like. Shut up. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that is so fucking fun. I was like, catching squirrels, bitch. What the ah, fuck? That bring was probably... home dinner. Oh, my God. Okay, and so. The man with the pictures. Really? I said, that man really showed up, bitch. And y'all let him in? Bitch. I was like, is it really? Because you know they say the 1950s is like the, oh, picturesque. Let's go back. When they be like, oh, let's make America Home great again. They're thinking about the 1950s. That's, That's what they're thinking good about. Good wife. Like, good bitch, housekeeping. It was not that good. It honestly, wasn't. that y'all could sit here and let these, you don't know him. And then I did notice some of the racism mammying that was happening because they go to say goodnight because, you know, mom now has a visitor and she carried Susie. 
she and she be, she held her daughter in her hand. Yeah, so that's why I was like, did did Sarah Jane really have a mom? Like, yeah, her mom was there, but she gave most of her mothering to this other child. It was it was kind of it was interesting. It like, was it was interesting. Um, um, and then the creeper, like they were all excited about the picture, so that was cool or whatever. But this creeper shows uh, shows Laura. He had a picture of her before she ran up on him looking for her daughter. And that was weird. That was weird. And then he touched her face, and I was like, don't do that. This was, this was much. But you know what? She prioritized her dinner with her child, with the children, with Annie, whatever, over yes. him. And he I was said, like, He okay. was so weird. I, and this was the part of, if I had a category for ain't shit niggas, oh, I'm going to take you out. I don't mean right away. How about tomorrow? Bitch, I don't know if that was pretty... supposed to be comedy. No. And I feel like because it was kind of like a, it was a serious Knowing this director and knowing that he does, it was very serious of a time. And he was, it was like, a, oh, I'm very attracted to you. I yeah. can't let this moment pass me by. To, he was moving. He was and it was just very forward. weird to me because I'm like, damn, y'all move that fast in the 50s? Because she right. was widowed. She was widowed. So. Right. And as soon as he, as soon as he said, she said, I'm widowed, he moved from across from her on the couch to right next to her on the couch. Yes, like they and were that was separately. weird. He was a creeper. He was really that aggressive. Was so. Yeah. And I don't know what the whole thing about her being five years late to being an actress was. I was like, you look fine. But I, I guess, I mean, that's part of the massage. Age, yeah. They were aging mm. women out at a certain time. You couldn't face, you know, so that was very interesting. interesting. And then she hears about, she gets the phone call, hears, or like whatever, she hears about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, Mr. Loomis. She goes to go, yeah, so I'm like, what? Okay, so she was named Robin. Oh, no, no, no. They went to the dinner, and her friend was like, oh, I got an audition for you. Da, 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 da. It's, not my, it's not my speed, but, but you might go. like it. Yeah. So, so then that's she walks what into like, the what? office. Yeah, she walks into his office, name drops, starts blaming the, the secretary, saying that she fucked up, scammed her way into a That was with a director. smart scene. I like that. I one. said, you know, bitch. Anything to get you through the door. <laughs> and she did that. And she did. She did that. So I was like, okay, so... I thought that was very interesting. And then her, the power that she asserted over that man in that office initially, I was like, go girl. Yes. And then I cracked legit. I laughed so hard and my mind kept it. The way they said phone numbers. Montgomery 7 Look, 761 I was like, who are we calling? That's a zip code, baby. Is, and I was like, what does the Montgomery mean? No, the state. I mean, the city. That's what I thought. They were in they were in LA, aren't they? Or in New York. They're in New York. I literally thought they was called like Montgomery, Alabama no, or something. No, they're in New York. So I was like, I don't know what the Montgomery means, but I think like if that's Is the that number the or the alphabet. Code? No, because M would be what, six or seven? So that's your first number because one, two, three, four, five. No, that's only six numbers. It's not a full phone number. It was that's the 50s. Maybe I they only like, had what six the hell? phone numbers. I was like, how are y'all calling? But then I feel like they had the operators at that time. That would plug, and yeah. Like, so that was interesting. I, I laughed at that. Um, but then, so he called her bluff trying to call the house. <laughs> she got called the lie. <laughs> yeah, he called her bluff trying to call the house. And she actually had somebody answering the phone saying Miss Meredith's house, mm-hmm. which was bam, bam, bitch, give it to him. And then he said, okay, so let's go ahead and call that uh, Hollywood person that you said you know. And she said, ooh, eh, mm. That. Let's not do that. And oh, he can, still wanted her. And can I, I'm going to back up a little bit because it's relevant. Um, what's her name? Annie took care of, because you know she was broke. Miss Laura was broke. She took care of the eggs. She took care of the milk. She well, no, she didn't. What she said was she requested for him to give the normal delivery 
And but like she she made the mind to sit there and like, oh, I have services, which was that's another what it was Unjamama moment. But it was like she was taking care of everything, which again pissed me off because why does this black woman have the ingenuity to be like, I am I'm going to make do, it work? Look. Because she was like, I'll sweep the stairs for $10, $10 off, the, off rent. the rent. When the people came for the milk and eggs and stuff, she said, give me the regular order. And that's when she was like, oh, they're going to think I have money. And she said, ain't nothing wrong with looking prosperous. Eventually, you're going to actually be prosperous. Don't worry about that. that but like, everybody don't... else she negotiated a deal with. And it's like, you could have did that. Robbing Peter, to pe- robbing Peter to pay Paul type thing. But I think also the the difference in standard and, and like status made it so that ah. Laura would have been uncomfortable negotiating with somebody and admitting that she needed help didn't have. That's especially true. someone who's like the serviceman, the milkman. He don't give a fuck what you don't have, but that means you don't get no milk. You or your braggy ass babies. So she mm-hmm. wasn't going to say it. But as soon as he sees this black mammy at the door... He's like, oh, well, eventually she's going to pay me because ev- she, she obviously, obviously has, has money. money. Right? So, so yeah. That was, I just wanted to throw that in because I was no, going to. It was very important. going to pick that up later. Um, uh, she, they go to dinner. And Wait, he before, gives... before he does that, when she walks into his office and she's like, I'll be promptly at eight o'clock. When she walked in and that place was dark, I said, fuck that, walk out. That was really weird. And that the, was weird. That was so weird. And then. In that negotiation or whatever they're talking, I was like, is he finna try to pimp her? That, that, it felt very much like, oh, I, as long as you have sex with all of these people. Including me. Including me, then you can get a job. And, and it I was said, just, yep, she, he pimped, he was trying to pimp her and she walked out and I was like, good, good womaning. Look, she did that shit. I put that under love. Okay. Cause I, 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 le- I needed that, but I literally wrote. Annie the Jamaican hustler, because this is when you found out how she negotiated everything else, how she moved around the pieces Mm -hmm. to have what they would need. And I said, why the fuck couldn't Laura ass do it with her privilege ass? She saved the money to follow her dreams, but then you got here with no plans. You had nothing, you and your baby. So I was very much. That was bad mothering for me. The way she went home and cried on Annie's lap, because, oh, woe is me. Because I'm so sad that it didn't work out. And Annie said, Uh. I'm going to make you some hot milk to relax. I said, ugh. (sighs) (laughs) That does not sound relaxing. And then she meets Steve. I don't know. I love the little old sayings because I used to read a historical romance and she was like, you're so good for what ails me. Like, you know what? Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Doctor, feel good. But you know what I wrote? The next thing I wrote was they love snatching niggas' uh, shoulders, don't they? They really do like That's why I had assault. This is assault. They were just (laughs) snatching shoulders. That is. Leave these shoulders alone. Just whiplash around that bitch. But then she goes and check on Susie and she's injured. Because mm-hmm. they were trying to test and see if black folks' blood was different. Comparing Negro blood and white blood. And I was but like, you know, wow. You know what that remind me of? Jane Elliott did a, you know, her blue eyes, brown eyes experiment in mm-hmm. England. And it was a teacher, like 80-something, in her 80s, in her 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, who was like, oh, yeah, my black student bled. And I was surprised that they bled red. That, and just didn't And know. it's just... And this was, if this was 46 or 47, was this year, because that's when it started... Um. Again, my parents. That that's grandparents. Mm-hmm. That's not that far removed. The it's ignorance, not. the lack of knowledge, whatever you want to call it, is not that far removed. And it's just it's wild. So I, when I I said, well, God damn. And then when she came out and asked Annie, she said, Oh, uh, don't worry, I spanked him. And I said, I hope she was talking about Susie. I hope you spank Susie and not Sarah Jane because what does Sarah Jane have to do with the fact that this little white girl wants to know if her blood was the same? That's not her burden. That. 
So I don't I didn't get clarification. I don't know who got spanked, but I was I really was hoping she said Susie. She meant Susie and I don't think that the way Laura downplayed it, oh, I hope they were only playing. I really that was that. it bothered me. Because some of her responses to things, I was like, you need to be more me. engaged. You need to be more engaged with your child. Yeah. And then we switched to the scene where she's at school. She's trying to bring her. Why it's a whole ass blizzard. Did you see that snow? Yes. I got a question for you. Was they doing snow machines or was they really recording in a blizzard? Because you know that shit looked reckless. It was. Boy, we, what? Boy, we don't get snow here. I don't do no. What? Mm. That shit look wild. Why was this? This was before kids would be getting called out of school for snow and shit like that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yo, she came in with those boots or whatever and the teacher was like I don't have no nigga te- I don't have no little nigga students black woman get the little nigga lady get She's the fuck good. out she said she shows that I ain't got no color student well before that why do the kids need to know and this goes with your Christian why do kids need to know all these languages for Santa Claus I thought that was interesting that they did it but again the white adjacent you have That's this is fair. the early like if this is the 40s or, or like late 40s 46 47 and we're trying to figure that out or whatever mm-hmm. there was probably like the like um italians were coming in germans were like a lot of the europeans were still coming over and they were still assimilating them you know what i mean mm, and this interesting, is interesting because i was like is this because santa claus you know christian holiday christmas so yeah you know and see when did so, 49 was when World War Two started. So, people were coming beforehand just on some pleasure shit. Wasn't no, like, whatever. No judgments. 49? That was 42. I don't know. Ain't that I don't know. This I, no, this is the Cold anyway. War era. No, no, no. I'm talking about 46, 47. God, That's when the, the movie is set. So, if oh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out why they would be giving Santa Claus so many names. What is the history of why are we doing this? Yeah, this was after World War Two. So I'm thinking going into Cold War era, I think, because that was like 50s math. You guys, hold on while we look, because World War Two. I'm not a buff, but bitch, I said two. Why they pull (laughs) it? Hilarious. We got the whole internet in our hands. Let me not, because that might be copyrighted. Uh, it's just the rhythm of 1939 to 1945 was World War II? yeah two two okay so that makes sense if this is 46 or 47 they had people coming post war I don't know I don't know I mean cause they did take America took a lot of like stuff you know so they just were incorporating from... <laughs> so that's it like, so okay. they get to school she in the school she run in I mean she gives she's trying to give her some fucking boots and this girl ran out I mean, the classroom out the school, she shrunk out at the first. building. Like, oh my god, the whole oh, I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not. And was, her teacher was like, "We didn't know. Why would you need to?" Why? No, and the other like, side is like, number one, who signed up this baby for school? Like, I mean, you, it just was. I'm about to know. say some because you you should have already seen her face, right? Or, or maybe they just mama. assumed. Maybe they just assumed. Maybe they just the assumed. So. But little little Sarah Jan ran out the classroom, down the hallway, out past the, the front door. office, out the door, out the In other the door, blizzard. into a blizzard. No protection. And I said, this is a badass child. Somebody and then, oh, she pissed me off. I hope I do. I hope I die. They didn't ask me why should I tell them. Yeah. So when when Annie came home and told uh, Laura that she had been passing at school, she was so hurt, and. 
uh, Laura's response was, children are always pretending. And I said, That bothered me so much. Because here you what? go, here you go trying to be the progressive mom buying your white daughter these black dolls as well. Here you go thinking you're this. But when a black woman comes to you with this stress, this actual thorn you're in like her oh heart. it's no big deal well it can't be the thorn can't be that deep like don't do your problems that. aren't as big as mine and, and it, that's what it felt and, like and it felt like that your problem with your kid and what's going on mm. is about the fact that she does pass white like she tried to flip it on her by saying oh kids are just pretending she's not pretending because she is, said, but I am white. I, and she was, this was she not was the serious. first time she was screaming. And when Miss Annie as white told as her, Susie. That's what, when Miss Annie told mm. her, how do I tell my child that she was born to be hurt? I said, ooh. ooh. That was one of the sayings. I was like, oh. Oh my God. I said, choice. Because what? How do you, how do you explain See, that if you are black, you are going to get hurt there, in this? In some way, this world is going to try its hardest. From birth. To hurt you. From the rooter to the tutor, from the from the cradle to the grave. Look. The world's gonna try, right? So I just was like, mm. So that that was a hurt spot for me. I felt like it was an inequality in friendship because of the lack of concern or the lack of consideration yes. given by Laura to Miss Annie. But whatever. They get the knock at the door and so all is well, because it's dick in the house, right? Yes. Well, Annie said, No, it's a sin to be ashamed of what you are. It's even worse to pretend to lie, and I like that. And phrase. I liked how she kept putting. She, she kept, kept putting, putting her that in her, her place. She and in her face too. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna tell me that she. It's okay for her to just pretend to be white. Look, just because she not. looks it, she's not white. It was like she wouldn't let. She wouldn't let Sarah Jane forget, and she, she wouldn't, wouldn't let Laura, Laura forget, forget either. The only people that remembered that they were that she was black, that Sarah Jane was black, was, was her and Susie. Look, Susie was and like, Susie. Look, <laughs> we'll get to that too. Cause Susie was definitely one. She was definitely. You have cooning. That's anyway. Yeah. So old boy show up at the house and he sold the picture. Cause he got a job. He got a job. A man mm. with a job. And and all of a sudden he's darling. She's like, oh darling. So I was confused like, because on? I was like, yeah, how long have they known each other? But I realized we started the movie in the summertime at the beach and it's snowing uh, now. Okay. So it had Thank been. Thank you for catching that. I had. To, I was there like, <laughs> wait, why are we? Because he was proposing marriage, and I was like, you don't even know her. Look. And she said, you don't know me. So I was like, how much time has it been? But I think let's say from season to season, six like three months from seasons, it had been two seasons. Mm-hmm. Like summer, fall, they're in winter. They're dead in winter. Yeah. He's talking about big, picking up gifts and some old stuff. Um, it's definitely snowy Christmas time. I don't know if he mentioned. Yeah, he mentioned gifts, talking about gifts for the kids and Annie, and that's when they have the hallway, like because we have the "I love you" say. She's like, "I love you," and I'm like, "And she Damn. said, huh? Huh? What's going on?" She said, "Boy, you're thinking with your nuts. I want to, I want to give you a home. I want to take care of you. I want to love you. I and want then, that shit." And she said, "You know, <laughs> that's cool and all, but you don't know." Me. That like she said, I got dreams, bitch, and you would derail them. And she, he said, Do you love me? She said, I think I do. I think so. That's said, not a positive you know what, yes. You know the what fact that you sitting there, sitting there trying to say it, yes. This is what it is. She said, Boy, you thinking with your dick? And he was pressed all up against her, and he was like rubbing and stuff. And she said, and he said, Do you think I love you? She said, Baby, the pussy thriving, but I don't know if this is love. Look, I don't know. I but it, hit it one time. And he said, I want to kiss you. They weren't even kissing. She said, and it, it was really like, to me, it was like, they knew that kissing was like, oh, we solidifying. Because back then, if you was necking, if you was kissing, y'all go together. Y'all are damn near married. Like, no one's doing that out and about. Uh -huh. So when he said he wanted to kiss her, and she was like, no, because I might say something I don't mean. That was a sex scene. 
That was a sex scene. I said, God damn, the tension. The director did that. That was That makes sense later on in the movie then. Yeah. Because they never you never see sex. That early, yeah. You see hot. You never see sex at all. You see in the movie there's no sex scenes. Well, that early in cinema. Is what I meant. Oh, I don't Because, like, you get, like, hot, passionate hot kisses. Pat- you might have gotten post-coitus bed laying. Possibly. I don't and, like, know. This, they, that was a sex scene. I thought that was wild. That was. And then when she realized that her phone was ringing and, oh, boy, said, she's not here. I said, bitch. Who is you? And Annie was like, she's not here. And I was like, you just bitch. don't listen to him? <laughs> Miss Annie. Look. Don't listen so. to that nigga. He don't pay your bills. But when she got back in there... She, uh, the other reason that I thought like it was a good womaning moment for me was that she just kept, she kept her ground and said, no, that. as much as this feels like it could be okay, you don't know me. That. And, and I got things I got to do. He said, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. She said, what right do you have? Because I love you. And she said, fuck uh, you. <laughs> didn't I just say I don't know if the feeling is mutual? She said, fuck you. So when she went in and answered that phone and forgot all about his ass that quick, I said, that's because that's who she truly is. She's an actress and that's who she's going after. She didn't move to New York or to fall in love to yeah. fall in love with your bitch ass. She Maybe didn't move. She didn't move to New York to find a man. She found. She moved to New York to find a role. And he pissed me off on that scene because he was like, "Oh, I'm not trying to be dictatorial or but trying to I'm run your t- life, but I'm telling you." But there you go, trying to run my life. And she said, "Baby, this is two hundred and fifty dollars a week that they are offering." Look, I said, "Oh, we- that's money. That's money in nineteen forty for a woman who had been broke for five months and trying and doing." Money, so she was definitely gonna go for it. He wasn't gonna, he was not gonna be able to stop her. She read him for his little pictures. That was funny. And I definitely said, "Bitch, this is this was me going <laughs> off. Bitch, who you calling? Who you telling? Who you calling childish?" I said, "Don't answer for that shit. Don't do it." Cause that pissed me off. Ooh. Don't do it. And that was part of the misogyny too. Like, oh, you need a man to tell you what to do, to tell you how to be, to tell you this, that, and the third. And it's just like she did. She Not didn't none of that. It. And I thought that was magical. That in was 1959 nice. to give that type of empowerment to a widow. Mm-hmm. Not just a woman. A, a widow. With a child. With a child. So that I said, was ooh, nice. Ooh. Because. What? Ooh, wow. They. I ain't even going to misspeak. I don't even know if white women had the right to vote back then. Uh Yeah, wasn't women suffragettes like the 20s? I don't know. I don't pay attention to them because of Susan. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. Oh, see, I'm thinking. Um, Mary Poppins. They're you know, Julie Andrews. You know what? Anyway, but yeah. So when the when that thing yeah, kept 1920s, calling, yeah, yeah, woman suffrage was 19. Mm-hmm. So you know, they had some time. But when he kept calling back after she was like. After he was like, oh, if you leave, you'll never have me in your life again. And she said, said bitch, deuces. threw the deuces on that nigga Look, and said, I like it that way. Bye. I loved that line. She said, I like, like it. it that I think I like it that way. Forever, Woo. she said. Woo. That was nice. That I was said, a nice line. You have to know how to prioritize yourself. And it, from the time that she met him and he was trying to pursue her, she prioritized herself, her child, and her career. And she did not wane. I said, that's a bad bitch. That's a bad bitch. She was nice. I she did that shit. Lana. I, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, so, in, 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 yeah, we'll talk to it. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they're having the Jesus conversations. Yeah, because Annie's telling the story and the, the, the story of Jesus' birth. Of white Jesus. And Sarah Jane, is Jesus oh white or black? God. And she said, it doesn't matter. 
No, no so, I, I like that, that saying from Laura. Laura was like, it doesn't matter. He's the way you imagine. And, and I, I liked that. like that as well. However you think your God to be is exactly how he how it should be. Look, you how know? they are. Shoot. And Annie's ass, she ain't really had no response. She kind of let that one slide. And then um, Susie was like, Susie wouldn't let it go. Real. If he's real, he had to have a cousin. And she's like, yeah, he was real, but you hadn't thought about the questions. And when Susie was like, so what's up? And Sarah Jane was like, bitch, he's white like me. I and thought, I was like... Ugh. I thought that was funny as fuck. Because the Jesus that's depicted is not the Jesus that's written. And it's not. So maybe Jesus was white like her. You get what I'm saying? Jesus that, was maybe more. That was her Jesus, Jesus more was more. You not even just that, but like the way that Jesus is depicted. Like, there's a lot of pictures of a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, but a lot of people know that. Oh, to be maybe Chesare. Jesus was a biracial. Maybe the way that she's saying, like, like Jesus is white be, like me. You she's could like, be white I'm, passing with hair of wool, right? So that's okay. Like, I was okay. like, maybe Sarah Jane wasn't trying, but you okay, know, that's you a, know, she I was like that perspective shit. because I honestly, it took me a minute because I was like, damn. Not her doing that. But like, no, I that's that's a good perspective. But if she would have took that route within the movie, I don't know. I don't she and I couldn't it couldn't have been that because the the look of pain on her face when she said it, it was still like I'm white and I dare all of you bitches to say something about it. Yeah. Because here we are talking about Christmas uh, and Jesus. Like so yeah, so, so we get to the audition scene with Miss Laura. They said her they said her telling her what everything is and she's like, Okay. And that Tim because we learned his name later on. He was so disrespectful. Come on. Come on. You wasting my time, basically. Yes. But when she told him off and said, I'm an actor, not a comedian. And if you want a comedian, you better find one. And he was like, well, what would you do? Because mm, that was David Edwards. and Because he, he was bitch. like, he was like, you're not playing the role the way I wrote it. And she, she said, said, you, you wrote, wrote it wrong. wrong. <laughs> Funny. Oh my goodness! So then she gets the part. She decided like she gets to be creative. I don't know advisor. I don't know because she she got credits. Some, yeah, she got some credits. I like how Annie and the girls were the first that she called after it was she got her the name. role. She said, "Ah, oh, bitch!" And she I, I, was like, I definitely oh. thought she was gonna be like, "Do you hear them clapping?" Like because it was loud enough applause. But and I definitely love that she still prioritized her, her family. family. You know, and you noticed Tim's attitude changed. She was like, "Oh, can I borrow a dime?" You can have it. You'll you'll, you'll get it good. back. You're and then somebody forever. ran up on her and was like, "Get off the phone. We gotta go." And she was like, "That uh, was uh, David uh. Edwards." Ah, uh, okay. So I was the, a little bit like it was either David Edwards or uh, Alan Loomis. So mm. it was weird because she had to go to the after party, which I thought it was very interesting because I didn't know that they released the reviews for plays and stuff like back then. It was like that much midnight. And I was like, so, "Dang, did y'all?" Think about it. Did you think about it at all? How did you review? <laughs> did your you notes? sit down? You didn't sleep fuck? on it. Obviously, you didn't. You probably still buzz from whatever drinks they were serving. Could you, could you have breakfast? Have I was, a snack? That was very confusing for me. So I was like, damn. So they went from the after party to waiting to those papers are released so that they could And the get fact the that the papers are together. released that late? Like, right. Extra, extra. They, or maybe they were like, they write the, the news and they party till 6 a.m. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's, that's kind of how my mind that's was fair. looking at it. But... I was just like, yeah, they did that, right? They, and oof. she got her names, whatever the main characters of the play got their names in whatever the first uh, paper was. Mm-hmm. But she got her name in the motherfucking New York Times. And it was, she did good. Ooh, ooh. So after that, 
Um, I thought it was weird that he literally like <clears throat> dropped something and everybody kind of ushered their way out. And the then room. he he held her and was like, "Not you." Predatory. I was like, "This is weird. Why is everybody leaving?" Nah, fuck that. That's what I was like. Nah, fuck that. My my senses were on high alert. I got nervous I, because I hadn't seen the movie. I didn't know if there was an assault scene. I didn't know what was happening, mm-hmm. and I got really really nervous. And I was like. Oh my God, please let her character be smart enough to understand what's happening. Well, and see, I can't even remember how the first one went because this is not the scene that I vividly remember. Uh, but <laughs> it was just so weird for me. And this was part of the like ain't shit tally if I would have had it. But it was so weird for me how he was like, oh, I fall in love with all my leading ladies. And she's like, and you just let that, that happen. But you know what it is? Again... She is an actress who's always, always had her eye on, on the, the target. Plot. And he is the one that writes all the plays. Baby. And when he looked out the de- out the balcony, he said, this could all be yours, 40 seconds to 50 seconds. She said, oh, bitch, Broadway? Oh, yeah. Let's I like make you. it mine. I like you, too. And I said, okay. So I said, okay. So she's winning in the theater, so suddenly she's in love with the director. Girl, it's a power play, and I can't hate on her. She is Can a Broadway I? name. And every in the flash, that montage of like movies that she was doing over the years. And that's when I figured out she was, that this movie was like 1947 to like 1958 time It was zone. years. So like, yes. that gave us a, a better understanding of like where we of were time. at first. So yeah. that was nice. Um, uh, Annie's still beside her. Day one's still there. And then when she was getting a little tired after that show or whatever, she was like, oh, you need to rest down. Can I beg off? I yeah. Love the, uh, <laughs> it was kind of, I was like, oh, I have to use some of these. Oh Before I am. Yes. Like, bling, yeah. But he and called her a watchdog. Look, he you're much too pretty to be a watchdog, bitch. I'll and she said something you. about biting. And I was like, what the fuck? Her response Oh, I can him, bite sometimes. Yeah. I was like, Okay. Very dehumanizing for the only black person in the film. But it was also, to me, it was also a moment of them, the whole time we had been kind of seeing her as Mammy and not standing up for herself and not saying or doing too much. And even though it was in protection of Laura, when she decided she was going to get with him, she got with him. And I was like, wow, also a power play for a black woman in this film. Who, it's 1959. She, they allowed this black woman to say something back to this black, to this white man. He said something slick and she got slick with him. And I was like, that's fair. Okay. Like I, I kind of, you know, I liked that. So I appreciated that, but I still thought it was very interesting that the time that she chose to do it was in protection of that mammy role. Yeah. Not caretaker, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So David wants marriage all of a sudden. And she like, fuck no baby. Cause why? So she out of love, but she still sees the power play and she's trying to play her position. Um, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I wrote, them kids ain't fucking grown. They got a house. <laughs> they ended up getting a house. And... We hadn't seen the kids yet. I, I had been wondering about them and then they mm-hmm. mentioned them and I was like, them kids ain't fucking grown. And that's when I was trying to figure out the timeline. Yeah. Like how so much time it passed. They were about 16 at that time. Mm-hmm. So it had been a good 11 years. So math. So <laughs> they're in a new house. Um, she asked about Annie's spells. Like, I like, I don't know why. I love spells. I was going to say, I love calling, like, calling little fits or whatever spells, but I think it's such Maybe. a generic term and I, it for might just be. being ill and down and out. That's true. Because makeup-wise, wait, I think that was later. No, that was around this time. Mm-hmm. Makeup-wise, they made Annie look so much older, so much... Mm-hmm. We, she looked wearied. She looked very tired. Her soul looks tired. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And at that time, not some of the stuff hadn't been, you know, the stuff that made her 
tired and tired, had not really yeah. happened yet. So I was just like, is this the stress of caring for these white babies? And that's the thing, because she was asking Laura about her money. You, you think we got enough money for this? And, you know, Susie going to a new school. You mm-hmm. know, you got a lot of bills. Blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. It yeah. might have been. So that was interesting. And then when... Um, they, so when old boy came and she was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do your play or whatever. He was like, oh, there's colored actors in there. There's going to be controversy. You don't even know about that. Yeah. Cause she wanted to do the, um, I wrote his name. The other play. The Stewart play. Mm -hmm. That was full of drama. Cause he kept writing comedies. And she, and was, she like, was like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I had thought that because she had put her little two cents in in the first place that he would have understood that. But no, he gave her, it's like Woody, excuse me, guys. It was like Woody Allen and like Diane Keaton, how mm-hmm. Diane Keaton stayed doing movies with that motherfucker. And she said, my career really went through a hard time. And that hard time she's speaking of was all Woody Allen films. And then all of a sudden she does the first wife clubs. First Wives Club, directed by somebody the fuck else is a box office hit. Get the fuck away from that guy, maybe. So that was like, she just was like, yeah, I think I need to get out of here and do something different. Yeah. And this hate Nash dramatic ass fool threw the whole fucking play into the fire. And I said, oh, the drama. It was so dramaful. It was so, he was, it, oh. Yeah. I, that made me laugh out loud. But for her to respond to be like... He always prints six. Baby, she <laughs> knew he was full of shit. She knew. I said, that's a Name bad the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, ain't it? Uh, Maybe. Exactly. I said, that is hilarious. So, and then all of a sudden, Steve was back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, that was weird. That was weird. I thought, and of course, it, and he I was like, sought but her out. But that goes with the whole sex scene that you was talking about like that was that was, was a sex that scene that was a sex scene that's her man that was it that showed their connection that scene was their connection because they actually did kiss they, that, did. they, they kissed so, so he had and he came back and um I was like huh and so the reviews came out and she was like come to the house we're waiting on the reviews yeah. and I said god damn that's pressure on the writers on the actors on the newspaper printies it was <laughs> everybody under like, pressure damn god so Again, the makeup for sure when um, when Annie sees Steve. You certainly look fine. Everybody looks so exactly weird. the same except for Annie. Annie, yes. they aged her. Everybody else, I think Laura had a couple wrinkles in her forehead, maybe. Steve, they gave him some grays. They gave him the distinguished, you know, fox grays right above the ear. Annie, they made her look old. I don't know if they just was like, don't moisturize your face today, girl. We're going to put some some coal under your eyes. I don't know. Because it's not like, it just, they aged her in comparison to everybody else. And like the weariness of her soul was just like, prevalent and, and seen and she was tired. I like how Steve noticed it because he was like, you call doing this at one in the morning fine? And she was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's I'm, I love entertainment. Because this is what she's used this to. What, this is what servants do. Uh, so And then Steve sees Su- uh, Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane and Susie. And, and it was Sarah Jane flirting. I thought so at first because I thought it was going to be a little something between Sarah Jane and Steve. I thought that was going to be the flip of the story was that she got her mama man. Sarah Jane? Yeah. I mean, not Sarah Jane. I thought, I mean, well, you know she won't lure to be her mama or whatever, but she yeah. like got, you know what I'm saying? I thought she, that was going to be the flip of the story and I was like, okay. It was a little weird and I can't even, I want to go back and watch the 1933 one so that I can compare it because 
I was like, mm, that was a little weird. She um, just, I think she had to come down and be grown. You know, yeah. she had to come down. Because I mean, because they were both 16. She had graduated high school. Oh. Because uh, Susie was graduating. Ah. Yeah, Susie was graduating soon. Sarah Jane had already graduated high school, and she came down. And even the style of dress that she was wearing was a dress that would let you know that she was a woman and not a child. She just was a young woman. Like, Sarah, I mean, Susie had... Um, a cardigan skirt combo, mm-hmm. and Sarah Jane had a dress, form-fitting, cinched at the waist. Yes, she was a woman. She was a woman, you know, so. Yeah, I'm sorry, yes, Susie was 16, so yeah, she was 18. Yeah, she graduated. Interesting. Um, and then they were going to whatever function, and Sarah Jane was like, no, I'm not going to go. I said, is this bitch, this bitch Oh, they was going on a picnic. Sorry, I say that because of Yogi Bear. That's how. That's the but only way I can literally, say that word. I don't say it any other way. That's the only way I say. That was going on an outdoor, an outdoor eating function. So and she was faking it. Look, that pissed me because I was like, "You look." Mm, mm, she hopped up so fast, so fast. So, girl, um, Steve is like, "Oh, I'm quitting my job," and Laura's lonely again because she ain't doing no plays at the moment. Ooh, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um. But Laura put herself out there, and when she saw Steve again, and she was like, oh, yeah, woo, woo. she was like, I mean, he said, I went through my through all of the names in my little black book, and she said, you ain't call me up. And he was like, oh, you with the shit? And she, like, pushed her chest into him. I said, okay. Look, they okay. were they was there. That was that. Listen, she was trying to get it again. You know what I, It was a sex scene. So it was just like. She knew what she what what it was hitting for, right? And in that same vein, Susie and Annie on the other side talking about boys and talking about kissing versus yes, and that's what made it concrete for me that it was a sex scene because mm-hmm. they weren't just kissing on the cheek, they weren't quick smooching, they was close, they was in a corner. Believe she was talking about oh, mm, like yeah, she was into it. She was like, "You gonna make me say some shit." Back up. Back up. Annie said something that was so beautiful for me. The Lord wants his children to fall in love. And I know she was talking about romance. I know she was talking about hetero too. And oh, see that the way I took it, I was like, oh, that's Because so the next pretty. part of that is the Lord wants you to fall in love, be fruitful, and multiply. Ah, damn. The Lord the wants you to fall in love, fuck and make babies. The way I took it more platonically, and I was like, oh, that Love you. Look, I was I like, mean, to, and to love everybody. And I was like, oh, because no. you can fall in love with your friends. You can fall in love with a partner. You can fall in love, and it doesn't have to be, I don't know. I took it as more of all the different types of love. And I was but, like, oh, but, that's pretty. But, but Susie was talking about liking the boy. She was. That was very heterosexual. Yes. But that was a liked phrase of mine. So yes. They arrive home, and Susie is the only one that's helping I, fucking I that Annie too. with the bag. The only one with some manners. She came through. Honestly, Susie thought she was black. <laughs> Susie. I so, no, I'm just joking. Susie just had more manners and more respect and more admiration and reverence for Miss Annie then than she did her own mother. Mom, and then Sarah, Sarah Jane, Jane had for her Annie. mom. So. Yeah. But when she got that phone call, she com- uh, Laura completely forgot about Steve again. The which Italian made me laugh. director, because they were having cocktails. They're right back after dinner director. cocktails. Yes. And then Sarah Jane asked me to get back in the house, and she said she was out with a boyfriend. 
her boyfriend. And Lil Susie said. She fell for a dude that whistled every time she walked by. Thing. I was like, get your goddamn she kids. She fell for the cat call. Like, what? But you know what? That that disconnect, that lying, that not wanting to accept and whatever, that probably has something to do with, like, it probably played into her self-image. So this white boy calling her. It very much did. Yeah, because she the was way, excited. Ooh. Because when Susie said, oh, is he covered? She said, now, bitch, why would you fuck ask would you ask that? that? She was mad as hell. The he, way why? the look on her face went, ooh, ooh it was. She it was, was, if looks could kill. Ooh. Because <laughs> she was mad. She was mad. Why would you ask that? And then what was funny was that just a couple of scenes later, someone else asked her if she was dating any black folks. And she was mad again. But I think her mama. I think it was, um, it was Laura. Yeah. Because, so she, okay, so before then, Sarah Jane says, oh, if he finds out that I'm white, I'll kill myself. And that's like the second or third time that so far that she has threatened to kill herself. Over her blackness. Over her blackness. She said that she didn't want anyone to know her business, her blackness, or her mother. She said, I don't want to have to apologize for my mother's color. Yes. I want a chance at life. Yes. She, she can't also, help her color, but I can and I will. And, I was like, and Susie said something about um, her own mom, Laura, and uh, Sarah Jane's response was, your mother doesn't own me. So part of her had this like internalized racism, this knowledge of like... I am black. And just like the what but that I, meant and like Like her, she knew what it meant to be black, but yeah. she could not... The thing is, you cannot control people's perception of you and that's what she was very much trying to do she was terrified of it so, so when she comes downstairs and she's talking to miss to laura or whatever and laura's like oh do you go out or whatever because i one of the boys down the street asked me about you and she was like that colored bus boy like she was so offended. she was so offended she was not happy and then when her mama asked her to bring that plate out there that pissed me off Ooh. that whole little accent I was like, girl. And when when Laura came in and said, have I ever treated you like that? She said, you're not acting colored. You're, you're acting, acting childish. childish. I said, ooh, ooh. Because she said, the colored people I know don't even speak like that. She handled that ass. And I said, and even, and I, I feel said, like. Y'all so anxious for me to be colored. Y'all want to show You just me? are so anxious to not be colored. Right. And to not be perceived as colored. Right. And again, this whole progressive Laura, like Laura being the progressive that's speaking to black people. She's like, yeah, the black people I know don't speak like that. But they're also lower than her. They are subservient. It's a matter of respect like, and like. You don't regularly hang out with black people at social events like that. Yeah. So you don't. You only know them in that subservient role. Right. You're going to. There's going to be a level of. Um. What's it called? Respectability politics. Yeah, but like the difference in... Um, shit. My it mind starts blanks. with an A, but I can't remember. But like the difference in the type of, of conversation that's hierarchy. happening. God damn it. Yeah, Aristocrats? Aristocrats? No, no, not that. God damn it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Either way, yeah. um, she was not having it talking about the black boys that they weren't, weren't dating. She was shitting on... on blue collar workers she was mad that she was being treated like the help mm -hmm. when laura came in and checked her and talked about checking her privilege um i was kind of upset with annie's lack of response because that should have been upsetting to her too and she didn't step in as a disciplinary with her own child now that part i feel like because laura uh sarah jane was more willing to listen to laura than she was to her but own But she had mother. been doing it her whole life. Like, just being like, 
letting her slide and like, oh, baby, you know what I mean? So, like, there, there was That's true. that time when this is your job That's at that true. point. Like, if you separating the child and mother relationship or whatever, this child took as that a play parent, out. this is your job. Yeah. And, like, now, if you're thinking it as, like, separating child and parent, but just, oh, like, okay, my bad. Uh, this, this is someone who is acting as representation for you at your job. And she mm. took that plate out there and did that in front of guests. Of you could. Employer. There were multiple. Yeah, in front of your employer, there are multiple reasons she could have been justifiably angry. At, and this was the point in me that I felt like she should have been like, Sarah Jane. Now, what is wrong with you? I taught you better than that. There's no reason you should treat Laura like that, her guests like that, me like that. Like that was the time that I felt like she could have gone off, That's and she fair. didn't. But mind you, she was sick as well. She, she was, was having sick. her spells, so I don't tired. know. Maybe it might have been too much on her. She was sick. She was don't tired. know. Yeah, but. And then Yeah, I can see that. And she's oh, mama try to understand. I didn't mean to hurt you. I love you. She crying and shit, but I that pissed me off. Because it's like Cause you it's knew there very, was no, it's giving white tears. And that's it. You knew no behavior was gonna change. You knew what the shit gonna change. She was just Look, saying it. She, you just saying shit just to say shit. So I was like, mm. So, and then she runs out to go meet her boyfriend and he and called she's her like want to run away and like called get away. her a hard ER. hard art violation hard ER okay. and beat her and beat her ass left her in the gutter like for in that. the like my for that. Well, I mean she was bloody so yeah and then when they they okay they scan back what's happening at the house Annie over here rubbing feet yeah, her health is further declining. She got a death plan. Her health is further declining. She has a death plan. Y'all supposed to be friends. Why y'all not rubbing each other's feet after a long day? I just was like, all right, whatever. She rubbing feet, subservient. And when... Well, that's the that's the part where uh, Miss Laura didn't know Annie had friends as well. Right. So and right. That, was, that was very much a... How... Because, I mean... It, so she, so what she said, she was, she asked her something about money and Annie was like, nah, baby, you paid me well enough. I've got enough money to get my girl through college, do whatever, whatever, and my funeral plans, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, why do you have funeral plans? She's like, baby, because I'm doing it big. You got to know I'm about to be popping in my bed. Look. And she said, well, I didn't know that. And she said, of course you didn't know that, Miss Laura. You never, you never asked. asked. And that was the one time she stood up to that woman in a way that was just, you don't give me the common decency. It didn't change anything, but she did it. And I was so happy for that one moment between the two of them. Because it was very, well, I I liked the whole old communal living, two single mothers trying to raise their children together. It was very much a disconnect because of it was misogynoir a, like because misogynoir the dictatorship there was a, a who was the leader and, and who, who else was, was you know who was supposed to be subservient so yeah that was very clear in that scene yeah and then the the next scene there's is uh Susie's graduation and this little motherfucker got a horse well Sarah Jane come home and because Susie's like Something oh, wrong with Sarah Jane. Yeah. Come with Sarah Jane. She got her ass beat. And she's still being a bitch. Still, towards her mother only. You keep telling the world I'm your daughter. It's bitch. your fault because you came Fuck up there you. talking that shit. Fuck you. I wanted to beat her ass. Boy. And she was like, lies don't help none. You got yourself into this. And did. If you knew what the fuck you was doing, you would have been all right. Yeah, so it was... And I feel like Laura stepped in in that moment because she knows Sarah Jane values she, her opinion more than her mother's she because does. she's white. She did. So she did. 
<sighs> but yeah, Susie graduates. She get a horse and Sarah Jane asses hating because she didn't get a horse when she graduated. She didn't get shit because she didn't, you know, because that's not your white ass mama. And then the thing is her mama could afford to give her a horse, but her mama didn't think that that was... That's, lucrative enough to right. get you. Like, what do you need a horse for? What do you need a horse for? for? And th- anyway, Susie asked. Yeah. Um, when so when Laura gets her call or whatever, the Italian directors agree to her terms, and she figures out she has to leave. She asked Steve to look after Susie. That was a little weird because Annie was right there. Annie's right there. She's always looked after your child. Why wouldn't she do it now? Look. So that was weird. And then Susie and Steve But then start, that might have been the whole, they are a relationship. That, that is my partner. Right. The whole thing. Right. That, that's, that's true. She was like, okay, babe, I'm about to have to trust you with this. And he was like, got yeah, you. I got you. That's it, you know. So he was going to show up and show out. Mm-hmm. And then Steve is taking care of Susie. And Susie is now graduated. And Susie showed up at the dinner and had her own fur. Because yes. you remember early on... Um, that director that she met with Loomis and he was like I haven't been out with a woman without a fur in like 20 years she yes. didn't have to have a fur Laura did not have a fur she, Laura didn't, she didn't have her own he and now her, her baby fur. got fur so and I that's the like, thing she was trying to do everything for Susie except the thing that she needed the most she was she was so. and then uh, the thing though they was talking she was like oh you're the only one I could talk to what about Annie she's everybody's rock of Gibraltar yes, that pissed everybody, me off woof Again, ah! again, Susie ended up patronizing Annie on when they when she was going out a little little bit later and called Annie sweetie, and that's when you saw the transition between her being feeling like because she was crushing on Steve, right? So mm. she's feeling like she's a woman herself. I so she goes from just that. being Annie to being oh don't wait up sweetie and kissing in her like she still kissed her on her cheek, but she was Miss Don't Wait Up. She too grown and that transition. I was like bitch, like I, mm, uh. So she, uh, Annie is just feeling in her spirit. She needs to go find her goddamn baby. It's been too long. Sarah Jane been lying. She said she was at a library. A library. And she finds something in Sarah Jane's pocket because uh, Susie borrowed the jacket. And she's Uh like, what the fuck is Harry's Club? I ain't never heard of this shit. And she, I said, is she stripping? I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. This is 50 something. She doing burlesque? And I said, no, she's just singing. And lying. Which was, was kind of burlesque. It was a night. She called it a dive bar. So it was that type of late night. You know, it's not a respectful place. It's going to be smoking and drink. You know, that's what I now understand what they meant. The difference in bars and like mm-hmm. divers, drive-ins and dives. Right. So <laughs> um, she just was lying and, and she was like, you know. I'm not going to. She stopped. She came in and wouldn't leave or whatever. And she was like, come on, come out, come out, out of here. And she's like, I don't know her. She crazy. I, ooh, to your mama. To your mama. But the way that she was, it just was very, like, why did they make her do it like that? Like, it just, Because, well, they dismissed her. She, because they was like, what did you do? We don't even know nobody by the name of Sarah Jane. And she said, my name is uh, Judy Bordeaux or whatever the fuck Whatever the fuck she said. And she ended up getting, she ended up leaving and they, she flies back home. Or no, I'm sorry. She gets back home or whatever in Laura's house. They that's when they scan out to the whole thing. Laura's house is bigger and grander. She has been doing her thing as an actress. Oh yeah, Laura's back and Laura's back. Sarah J's SJ's note. Sarah Jack. Sarah Jane wrote no. her mama a note and said, "Bitch, don't look. For don't me. look. And for that me. was really Pretend the energy I'm dead. she had. Bitch, don't look for me. I'm about tired of you fucking up and ruining my life. And that was just heartbreaking. And you know what? Annie Annie was determined to fly and see her child, but she said once more. Something in her spirit knew she wasn't long yeah. for the world. 
I that's when I started feeling like, oh my god. Because um, Steve, she gets Steve to get a P.I. To look for where she is. And they and were like, well, she her. doing this, doing this, doing this. She keep changing her name. That this, 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 this. And she said, like, well, where, are they, where is she now? At the Moulin Rouge. So. So she found her. She flew out to go see her. She snuck in to stay respectful. She hid. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sarah Jane got off the stage, she was like looking around, something in her spirit. She felt something and couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't pin it. And then when she was at her house, and she's like, "Oh, the door's open." She turned around, and saw her mom. She was like, "You were at that show." She just something. I knew it. She felt mm-hmm. it. She felt her mama's presence, and she was like, "Ugh." And she said, "I'm tired. Do you mind if I sit down?" Yes, I do. This and is blocked your it. mother. But it. I mean, that oh, whole scene. I was it just was like, just, "Wow." It was so much. Wow. I, I've been called a disrespectful child but, by my parents, by my mama. Like I've, I've been called that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a person who firmly believes that after a certain extent, a certain age, when the when I and from my own experiences, I understood mm-hmm. from them they needed to be like you're a child and this is how I'm going to treat you. But when I become an adult, you're not going to keep treating me like that. So if I need to establish myself as an adult that needs respect from you, I'm going to let's do go that. ahead and do that. Yeah. The disrespect from this child, I was just like, yo, and like so a mother who was I trying would, so, so hard. hard. And I like, was, I'm, I'm like, I would understand if your mother was neglectful, if you're, which I mean, she we can argue in that she was in a way because she took care of uh, Susie more than she did Sarah which Jane. Which I feel like we should talk about. So you said this was going to be a long episode because it's a long movie. But it's look, a, don't you know, after I watched this, I was like, damn, we should have saved this for the finale. Yeah. Cause this is going to be this a two is, hour episode and we are already long winded. So. <laughs> Ooh, so it just was much. That whole it was a scene. It was I said a she lot. wouldn't let her motherfucking mama sit. So I was just like, and the fact that she was like, "Are you happy?" and she said, "I'm white." That did not answer the question, baby. That was the answer. That was. She said, "Are you happy?" and she said, "With you not here, no one knows that I'm not black, and all she ever wanted to be was white." So yeah, are you happy? I'm white now. And I have everything I want that comes with that whiteness. And that's, she knew do about I, the privileges that came you know? with whiteness. Because I mean, the things compared to Susie, and I hate to do that, but compared to Susie, you're not going, you're not getting into college. You're not. But see, when you're her going, friend. The places you're frequenting, it's like When her friend than. came in, the white redhead girl. Mm-hmm. See, not all white people are of money. money. Not all of them true. had silver spoons. She just needed to be white. That's true. She didn't need to be rich. She needed to be white. So when her redhead friend comes in and and Miss like, Annie's oh, like, oh no, mammy. I was just I was just visiting because I used to take care of her. And she said, oh, honey, child, you had a mammy? And she said, my whole life. Then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I didn't know you had money. I thought she was like me, somebody who just was white and, and ended broke. up needing the hustle. Yeah. That's why we out here going on dates with men because, right, we hustling, right? Nah, you had a mammy? You had money. You had money? And she said, my whole life. She used to, and cried, sobbed on the door. I said, bitch. But she's happy now because she's white. And not only is she white, now she's white woman who had a mammy. Like, whatever. Just played into it. Mm-hmm. Her hurt, whatever. Uh, Sarah Jane broke down on that door, broke down on her mama and cried. They held each other. And then she dismissed her and quietly said, bye, mama. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I just I just was hurt. Like, I was like. Fuck. Yeah, I was very much. I was like. I was hurt for it was, Annie. It was not. It was her. She gave up. She she was tired. She was tired of fighting. She was tired of chasing, and she gave up. And I was as a person, I relatable. Look, in the words of Salon, she was weary of the ways of the world. Right. Like, and once you and she understood 
the limitations of her power, the limitations of her love. So she was like, oh, okay. I can't fight you anymore. I can't do it. And when she came back from L.A. Her health started declining. Her health more. started declin- declining. Susie was playing the bar back. That made me laugh because she was making uh, high drinks. Balls. I was like, what's high, a high ball? ball. I want high one. High balls for Steve <laughs> and her mama. And her mama, she's like, she, her mom walked in. She said, high ball. She's yes. And just kept it pushing with the rest of the scene. Like her daughter it. just had been doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that she knows how to make this drink, whether it be Steve. I'm about to say, at a, a person who just graduated high just school. Just like graduated. That. Whether And when Steve and her went out, she was like, I want a drink. And he was like, you can't have a drink. You want them to lose their license? Look, but you get a coke, it. right? So for someone who can't drink legally but knows which how to has, make this drink, which had, I don't know, maybe they stopped doing coke. that. The cocaine and coke. Look, I'm like, maybe they stopped doing that. It wasn't by that time. Coke. I don't they know. Were some haters. I don't know. They were some haters, but, but it was around that time that I figured out that Susie was in love with Steve without before she had spoken to Annie. Mm-hmm. And when she looked out the window and saw them kissing, that broke her little heart. The dismay. I said, she girl, how upset. I kind of was like, how did you miss this? Why is everybody so in love with Steve? Because he is not a, sh- he's an ain't shit nigga. That he, he was not good. They were too hype, so. And she's sitting here talking Annie's ear off. And Annie over here slowly dying. Look, I was like, this woman is tired. Please, Listen, let her but rest. But when Annie, when, when she said out loud, yeah, I'm in love with Steve, and Annie was like, no, you like a little girl. Dog, what? She was like, what? Like, Even in her, what? like, I'm sick, I'm dying in my bed. She said, girl, excuse me. And she tried to break it down to her, like, you know that's your mama man, right? You know that's your mama man. And she was like, nah, he don't even, she don't even like him like that. And that's, she, <laughs> Laura comes in and is like, we're getting married. I popped a question. Might as well, I've known him for years. I've, she was like, Ugh. I need somebody to settle down She definitely with. did the jagged edge. We ain't getting no younger, so you might as well do it. Look. And she said, all right, and whatever. Then Laura and Annie started talking about Susie. And and, and Laura's all, Susie's in love with who? Just oblivious. Oblivious. Bad mother. Like, why would she go to you and not me? Maybe because you weren't around. Maybe because you are never around. around. So when she finally <sighs> went to go talk to Susie, um... She, I don't like the way she confronted Susie like that because I, I feel like it was that was a confidant moment between two old friends, and I guess be, even though. But you know what? When she came into Susie, she didn't come in and say like, "Oh, you in love with Steve?" She just was like, "Well, what's up? Why are you upset?" And Susie was like, "That's why I went to Annie and not to you when I told her about my feelings." And she was like, "You know what? It's cool or whatever. Like, I'm just I'm feeling empowered now that I've broken off of that, you know, disillusion about how I feel and how he feels about me." Because let's go to Denver. Because I'm going to college now. But I'm about now. to dip, and her mom's like. I'll break it off. I'll break it off. Don't worry. And she's Susie like, went clean the she fuck said, off. Stop acting. You are not a martyr. Don't pretend like you're doing this shit for me. Because you're not you're gonna doing, break it off. Because you that and you we I know you for all of these years. You have been an actress. You have loved what you did. She I have been went second off. And that heartbreak helped Susie find herself. And it was I liked. I part. appreciated it, even though I was like fuck and like. It was heartbreaking. It was multiple heartbreaking scenes just back to, to back, back to back. back it was... Ah. She had, like, the disillusion about Steve, the the disillusion about her mama, like, Annie looking and feeling sick. She had been sitting there taking care of Annie and feeding her, whatever. Annie fell asleep, and she was like, oh. 
had she to thought put of Annie, Annie more of a mother than yeah. her own mother. So she's sitting in the room with Annie taking care of her when she's like looking at her needing to be taken care of. And then she look out the window, her mama kissing, come upstairs, now you marrying my man. Like she was just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And Shots I, fired. I thought that was ironic because Susie had the most right to be angry at her mom and yes. to be the rebellious teenager. And didn't. And didn't. She, it, but it's kind of like when people want attention, either they do, they want positive attention or negative attention. And, you know, yeah. how you go is just based yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. So when Susie, that happens, she cuts out her mom or whatever, and then... She left for college. She leaves. She's about to leave for college. Well, no, no. Yeah, she was about to leave for college or whatever. And then the doctor, um, one of the... They say request the house doctor service, and the minister. Cause... House service comes in and says, hey... Annie's not feeling well. Annie is not feeling it, and she know. So that, to me, was like, ooh, um, scary. And then the doctor got there and checked her. And it made me mad because that man stood up Looked at Laura and shook his head no. I said, she did? No. Nah. She started talking two seconds later. That shit fucked with me. <laughs> Why did you shake your head no, that sir? That she wasn't going to make it. How about you just shake, like, put your, do like a deep sigh or something. Why did you I'm shake your head no? Done. I was so confused. Because she so started talking to Laura and was like, okay, this is my last will. I'm telling it to you now. Steve, find my girl. I know I was selfish and I loved her too much. But I'm sorry, she was all I had. It was a mammy-ass monologue. Look, she was like, Susie, you get my pearls. Minister, I know your wife loved my mink, and I don't... She didn't believe me when I said it was mink, but she can have it too. And he said, she believed you when you said it was mink. And I said, oh, that's how black people do. Because we believe each other. No, 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 we hate on each other when we like it too much. That's true. (laughs) She said, bitch, that mink ain't cute. Ooh, that's a cute-ass mink. She said, I'm going to give it to him. And then she said, she said, now you make sure that there's $50, a fresh $50 bill for Mr. McKinney. And they were like, what? And she said, the guy who set us up at the old place who made sure sure we had milk and eggs. I send him $50 every year. And fucking Laura's ass had no fucking clue. No She had her funeral plans written out in the drawer. Said, Steve, get that shit. Go get him. You got him. Make sure she laid eyes on him. Make sure. She was good. Now, that first scream that she let out (laughs) when she died, bitch, I said, oh. (laughs) <laughs> because I was sitting there emotional and that scream it was so jarring. dramatic and jarring honestly that was I was like damn that's a reaction and that, I was like that is a good actress that was that was the first was time like, that I saw the admiration the friendship the equality that, the love that Laura had for Miss Annie and it, for it to be in her death it took her leaving and no longer being available. accessible or you know what ah, I mean it so was, I was so like, much fuck and then when they showed up, when they turned up for the funeral, I said, well, God damn. damn. Now, Annie was, I, know, I loved Annie. She said, I want to go proud. That's it. High stepping like I was Woo. going to glory. Woo. I said, all right, choice. Oh, God, Annie. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sitting here watching. I was like, this black woman singing this song looks familiar. That's fucking Mahalia. That is Mahalia. I was like, yeah. they, had, she, they had her lip syncing. For real? Yes. She didn't really sing it then. Uh-huh. It made me mad because Mahalia Jackson, when she sang, she sweat like a motherfucker. Look. She did. When she sang, she sweated like a motherfucker. That's how you know it wasn't real. She was sitting there just not glistening. She, okay. Me and Mahalia sweaty, or you know, she we the oil babies. Okay. Um, so, like, yeah. Mm. Bless Mahalia Jackson for that performance. Yes. The street was packed. Everybody was there. Everybody came like, out. 
Mr. Loomis, David Edwards, Mr. McKinney. All of them they black people. She had the lodge. There. She was like, I'm a, I'm a member of a few lodges. And all I'm a member of the Baptist church. Out. The Baptist church. And you know, the Baptist church is going to be sick. They baby. They came out. That street, when they panned out, I don't know how many black extras they pulled out in 1959. But, but God they, damn look, they. That was so many people. And, and the then, streets just and, and the, the I don't know. How do you think that they did that, like. Pan back to see that many people. They had. The they probably thing. had like a crane thing. That's what I was thinking because so, you had to. That was a lot. It was a lot. Of people. They showed up and showed out for Miss Annie. And then Sarah Jane come through the crowd. This is my mother. <laughs> this is my. Now mama. you claiming your mama. And see, when she threw herself on the casket, the way my mind because I remember the original one. That's mm-hmm. not what happened in the original one. She, the casket was like actually open and she threw herself over that casket. It was no. heartbreaking. Because nigga, that part for me, she was Look. like, Mama, do you hear me, Mama? Mama, forgive me, Mama. I was like, and I was like, oh my God. Because I was like, I remember this being a little bit more dramatic. Because honestly, comparing her crying over her mama to Laura crying over, I was like, Laura is a Had little that, bit more dramatic yeah. than you. Yeah. So, But I the was fact like, that she Ugh. swung open the um, the Hearse, hearse door. I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, the, the hearse <laughs> door. Put her. She just. I was like, oh my god, your mama is gone. And you. And you do not, not get another chance. You don't get to say goodbye. You, you don't, don't get to get say I'm sorry. You anything. don't get to say I love you. That's it. That was so, heartbreaking. And then they let her into the family car. I said, bitch. That shit made me. I mean, granted, it's her mama, but I was like, why are you in the family car? Well, because her mama did say, if you ever need anything, you come and find me. Go find Miss Laura. You can't get to me. You go go find Miss Laura. And when Miss Laura, that's right. That's right. So when Miss Laura walked up to her and said, Sarah Jane, and she turned around and saw who was talking to her, she broke down even more. Like her mama's gone. And this is the only tangible evidence of her mama that she has left Mm -hmm. is this white woman that she always wanted to be her goddamn mama telling her, get your ass in this goddamn car. The funeral service is over, baby. We're leaving. Yes. Get your crying ass in this car. And then all the white people hugging this white past and baby and smiling at each other was the ending scene. Yeah. The fact that the... She was like, I killed my mother. You did. And that that is a very famous line from the first one. But the fact that the only black character died was racist. But oh my God. Oh, but they showed up with plenty of black people they did. at the end. They paid they all did. the niggas. I mean, you know, but... But man, Ooh. that was a movie. And I, I low-key want to watch the 1933 version. We can, just put, it we can woo, put it in the originals. We can put it in the originals. That was... I don't understand. When I tell you, because I... That's, Why is this everybody black ass mama favorite movie? That shit is heavy. Look, I think it's the nineteen thirty three version though, because man, even this one was heavy, and I was like, oh my god, my heart. I was woo. It was a lot. I said woo. I asked my mama, my and god. she was like, I think it's because of mother's love and how much she went. Her I mean, parent, she wanted her child to love her, and I was like, oh the hurt. Did you cry? I multiple times. I was like, oh my god, I cried so much. Oh, that whole like last forty five minutes or so, or the last scene. Scene. I was like, I cannot stop crying. Oh my god, I had to keep pausing it right and just wiping the tears. Oh my god, playing I think, it. I think I'm the Grinch because I was just like, oh this. I I literally watched it and was enraged. Like That's I, it would have been hurt. If I was in a different place. But I just watched it and was angry. I was more... I was crying for 
Annie and all and that she lost. I was angry lost. for Annie. Like I cried that. when I felt when I felt hurt when I felt like uh, it was for Annie. And all it was of it was for she Annie. Deserved so, so much, much like, more why was and ch- better. Oh my God! Fuck your kid! Like I just was like, fuck Sarah Jane! Like it fuck was, her! I was so mad. It was not. It it bothered me so it much. Did. But it did. Yeah, it my tears were for for Annie. So, uh, what were you? How many uh, ticks did you have in all of your categories? So get your goddamn kids had ten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's Death about right. To capitalism had six. She's biracial. Oh, had no. seven. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm not gonna not be able. I to love see. that song. <laughs> um, a mother's love had five. I'm not like those other Negroes. Had five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-nine. Ooh. Sayings I loved were fifteen. Misogyny was eleven, and Aunt Jemima was thirteen. Okay, so Nah Fuck That had 5, 10, uh, 14. Assault had 3, but probably needed to be more. Probably. Um, fuck Sarah Jane, or What the Fuck Sarah Jane had 5, 10, 15, 20, 23. Uh, bad, mother- bad Mothering had 8. Chuch, which is probably like the sayings that she was saying and stuff, was yes. 9. Bitch had 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 27. Friendship and Equality had 3. Because it wasn't It was not much equality or much friendship given on both sides. Um, Good mothering and good womaning had 5, 10, 15, 20, 23. Internalized racism had 12. LOL had 10. I don't know. I don't know. Um, A, something good had 10. And racism slash mammy trope Mm -hmm. had 5, 10, 15, 20. Okay. So... What was your ranking? This is the part. This is the part. This is the part. This is the part. I already had mine written down. I feel like this movie gets a solid seven. Same. Wow, really? Yeah, this is, and I was surprised because I was like, damn, this is the highest I've rated the movie. And it's such a heavy movie. And it's like, so I was heavy. Like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, I was like, oh I, my God. And I honestly, I don't know why, because you, you hadn't seen this movie. I I've probably should have been it. like, damn, we should save this to the end, but I. I had never seen it. I just remember that ending scene and I was like, oh my God. Ooh, it was It so was much. heavy. Um, <sighs> IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 81%. I think that we're on point it was i like i was better because it was like and mind you this probably was a very progressive absolutely film in the 1959 i'm giving so. it a seven for the progressive things that they did for the the woman empowerment for the bad bitchery for you know some of that for the seven for um like that seven was i feel like it was well earned definitely for Juanita so. Moore. definitely for Lana yes. Turner. Yes, um, very good actresses. Very good actresses. Ooh. I hope that they were able to maintain friendship in life. Like, I just, it was... It was nice. I enjoyed the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I just, a seven, it seemed solid for me. It's solid. Yeah. Because I, I was, mind you, when I was watching, because I was like, damn, this is, it was, it was a lot on the heart. It was... It was it was very it was much. Heavy. And I understand I understand why mama's like you like your mom said, it's a mother's love and the the lengths that a woman a mom will we go, go through. through just to like be... and not just 
um, Miss Annie, but Laura's too. When she said, everything I've done for you is, like, everything I've done is for you, child. Like, they, both of them were, just were sacrificing their best and trying their best for the sake of their one child. And I they, mean, you know? Even during that scene where Annie, well, Laura talked to Annie about Susie, she was like, oh, so I've been a bad parent. And, and she said, you ain't mean to be, but I wasn't good either. That Annie was like, I've been a bad parent. So. I literally, her judging her mothering, I was kind of mad at her for it, but it was also a revelation of like, she was like, you know, I did the best that I could and my best wasn't enough and that's Because okay. my child still does not love me and I my, don't know what I did And wrong. I don't know what and I could have done to fix that. You that know, was I, just heavy because it's like, damn. The hurt, boy. And then, oh my God, it just makes me, because I have no children. So, I don't have no babies. I, I'm debating, I'm still debating if I want to actually have kids now. So. I go back and forth often. I mean, that is valid, because not everybody is meant to have kids. I'm not village. Right, I feel like they, I can be village, but I don't know if I have the capacity to be main. That, like. But, that's what I'm learning about myself. So, and that's something people have to explore, but I can imagine my gender dysphoria going through nine months of a pregnancy and then how your body yeah not even that but like okay giving birth trying your best to raise your child and then your child hates you i i'm sensitive no like it ain't nothing to cut that kid off cut that kid off but that's the thing because like it's a lot of because you're you as the child are not responsible for having to maintain a relationship with your child. You shouldn't you with which, your parent with your parent. Uh-huh. Okay. So which makes it seem like so that's why I was like oh yeah Susie is hella valid because she tried and attempted in multiple times her entire life. So when she decided that she was you know she came back for Miss Annie's funeral, but that was out of respect for Miss Annie it had nothing to do with her mama. Because she, Miss Annie was her mom. Miss Annie was her mom. So when she dipped on her mom, that was her cutting ties and was like, I'm good on whatever yeah. this is you're trying. And all the attempts that you've made, I get it. But that's not what I needed from you. What and I needed, I got from Miss Annie. Because I told you multiple times, you're leaving again. You. She was like, always she sad. She was always sad about that. And so the whole, oh, Annie did the best she could. She tried to have this wonderful relationship with her daughter yeah and it just still was not enough so that the hurt it was the uh, hurt. <sighs> wow so, so yeah heavy. <laughs> thank you guys episode for sticking eight. so long with us for episode eight it's gonna be long hopefully this is one that people listen to simply because it's like one of their mama like mama loved it or if it's your favorite movie whatever yeah if you listen to this all the way through we appreciate you because yes, we know thank you because we are long-winded and it was a lot to dissect in this film especially because i hadn't seen it before it was so ooh, it was a lot Okay, so if you want to send your review of this movie to us, you send it to T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. That is Tyrone Omar Andre, Malik Roderick Princeton, Omar Disdick at gmail.com. Actually, it's one D, by the way. I don't know if we clarified that. Oh, well, I do say T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D. Okay, just make it sure because I'm like, it's just Disdick is because big D. Big D, big D. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and turns out Snapchat. We got Snapchat now. Bruh. We're going to figure out what to do with it. We don't know what to do with it. That's probably why we didn't say anything about it with Snapchat. The website is amrpod.com. Yeah, hit us up. Um, the next episode, see, episode nine is Casablanca. Casablanca. We're going even older, y'all. 1942. 
So hopefully, oh, not World War Two era. <laughs> it's gonna be lit. I've never seen this. Have you seen? I've never seen Coffee Walker. <gasps> we'll have fun together. Let's do it. I just know it's like a steamy kiss near a plane, and That's somebody's it. trying to leave, that and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this oh, is a masterpiece." If the high heels and she run it, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. And tune in with us, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.